The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. You can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, just Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat at BigMeach41. And thanks to my producer, Stu Holt. And we are now Let's see, it's August of 2021, and I still have yet to post a video on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, at AlexMeacham41. You know what? I want to go ahead and bring him in, my producer, the Honorable Stu Holt, who I know is disappointed in me because he has stepped up his TikTok game. I have. He's been, he's been posting videos, folks, and I've yet, mm-hmm. but I have a plan. Mm, okay. I have a plan. Are you about to reveal this plan? Or not is right it like now. a secret plan? <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Not, not right now. Uh, not yet. Okay. But soon, during the podcast, I'll talk about it. I have some ideas. I've been plotting. Because okay. I, I believe, so when you posted your first video on TikTok, mm-hmm. you posted a strong video. It wasn't like you, you know, just like in Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. eating. That would have been great, though. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. But it was a strong video. Mm-hmm. It was the tennis one, correct? It was the tennis one, yes. It was the tennis one. Mm-hmm. So you came out the box strong. I'm not coming out the box weak. Uh, that's good. Okay. That's good. I, I see what you're saying. I okay. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I do. You, right. you want your first video. So now, though, now since you've said that, what you have done is now everybody's going to be like, well, as soon as he posts his first one, it's got to be great. And then they're going to hate. And they're going to be like, that was weak. (laughs) You built that up for this week's... (laughs) But I'll reveal Uh, my my plan here shortly. You tell me what you think, okay? okay. Today? You revealing today? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to reveal here in a little bit. Oh, good. Very good. And I might need your help. Okay. I might need your help. And you'll, you'll, you'll understand here shortly. Very good. Stu, I am wrapping up tomorrow... My last basketball camp of wow. the summer. Wow. We have done nine total basketball camps with my, my um, organization, my business. We run uh, basketball camps all over the greater Cincinnati area, and we are in the last day. And I'm telling you, man, wow. I, I have so much fun with these kids during camp. And you know what's crazy is you remember the one episode that we did and I had you read those names yeah. of some of the kids in the camp. I mean, just amazing. And it's so amazing to me. These if for, for those that don't work with young people, I mean, some people might have kids, mm-hmm. but when working with a lot of young people, you realize, man, just how smart kids are and how much potential like I watch some of these kids, like the camp we're running right now, there's about five kids that are around five years old, a bunch that are six, seven. And I'm looking at some of them. I'm like, 
he could be, she could be the next big like CEO mm. star. Yep. I mean, the one kid speaks three languages. He's six years old. Wow. Speaks three different languages. Now you got to think at he so he so Micah is six years old. By the time he is considered an adult, and even moving forward, our world is is changing quickly. Right. I mean, people are speaking Spanish more and more. Mm-hmm. People are going. I mean, just we are we're global. To make to make lots of money now, mm-hmm. you have to be global. Right. Right. Yep. And to be global, you have to have somebody that can break that translation barrier if they don't speak English wherever you're doing business with. And mm-hmm. here's a kid at six that speaks three different languages. Now, obviously, his parents speak different languages, and mm-hmm. um, that's helpful. But, man, I'm just looking at these kids, and I'm like, man. And you know how it is, dude. Like, I think about this when I'm, when I'm playing basketball for UC or whatever, and you, you always, you know, after I finish playing basketball for UC – I'm thinking like five years after I finished playing basketball, I'm the I'm the I'm a better player, Stu, five years after I played for UC than mm. I was when I played at UC. Mm. And I took everything I learned while I was at UC and I got even stronger, faster. I I had more t- I had like I felt like I had a little bit more time because I wasn't I was out of school. I wasn't doing classes and all that because I worked hard when I was playing for UC, but everything kind of came together when I got out. And I would go play play places. And people were like, how are you better now than when you were? And I was like, well, I just took all that knowledge. But and then it makes me think like, man, if I, if I would have applied some of that when I play, I might have got a little bit of playing time. Yeah. Same. But that happens with a lot of us, though. It does. It happens with a lot of us because what I tell people is uh, it's tough as athletes because how are we, we a lot of times judge ourselves based on our bodies while the rest of the world, CEOs and you know doctors or whatever, are judged by their mind. Mm, that's strong. And our minds only get sharper, they're supposed to, as we get older. Mm. But our bodies tend to do the opposite. Wow. Wow. And so, yeah, so as athletes, yeah. I I did not think about that. That's (laughs) strong. Yeah. You got to cut that piece you just said for the podcast and send to me. That's strong. Very good. And so that's why, too, you know, um, athletes, we feel like, we, we think prime age is like, 25 or 28 but that's physical that's physical Mm. while the rest of the world while we feel like we're going downhill the rest of the world is feeling like we're just getting started yes you know what i mean so that's fantastic stuff yeah but you know what that reminds me of like you look at michael jordan even lebron james now Mm -hmm. lebron james is in year what is it what was he in now year 17 18 (laughs) something like that that. yeah michael played you know, for the Wizards at 42 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Michael George just saying, like, this is all mental at this point. Like, I am mentally, I'm playing chess out here. Right. With God. And if, if, if Michael, now, now Michael obviously is a, is a, is a different, different animal, but because mm-hmm. when he did play, he was mentally very, very sharp. Mm-hmm. But just, well, here's a great example Westbrook. 
Mm. When Westbrook starts, when his body starts to break down a little bit, he's going to have to rely on more mental, Mm -hmm. and he's going to have to slow down. And I guarantee you, Westbrook will be a better player at that point. And you'll think, if he would use that mentality at age... 30, whatever, back when he was playing with OKC. Just imagine the type. This guy's, but he's still getting triple doubles, don't get me wrong. Right, right. You know another prime example? Playing right now? They still play. Of the the Westbrook or the the Jordan? As far as the mind. And and as you get older, you know, the players have to start relying on the mental. And this player... Reinvented themselves. You don't let me guess. Go ahead, Derrick Rose. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. When you start talking, I'm I'm thinking like yep. he's got to be talking about D Rose. Yep. One of Derrick Rose might be one of the few players in the NBA that I think almost everybody roots for. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Man, yes. How could you not root for that guy? Man, what? I, when, I, when they was playing this year, I'm sitting there like just rooting for him, man. Rooting for him because his story and uh, things happen to people. Sure. Right? But when somebody handles it, the way that he handled it. How you react to it. How you react to it yeah. says a lot about who you are, man. And he showed a lot about his character. Uh, Absolutely. How he reacted to uh, his situation, man. And he just, he works hard and he, he yeah. He stays he's humble. For. Yeah, super humble, man. You never hear about problems. Yeah. And, see, and, you, and you have to think about where, where this dude grew up. Right. In Chicago. Mm. Like he could resort back. When things go, you know, when things get really bad, oftentimes people resort back to the environment in which they grew up, mm-hmm. you know, and, but he didn't do that. <clears throat> mm. So that tells me either it could be a combination of two things or one thing more than the other. He could have a, an extremely strong support system mm-hmm. or he could just be that focused and like that driven. Mm-hmm. It could be a combination of the two. But impressive nonetheless. And yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, you look at this guy. What was that game he had where, like, everybody seemed to be watching and he just balled out? I think I'm just talking about, yeah. And everyone's like, I mean, he, he became the poster child of, like, everybody loved, yeah. you know, Derrick Rose at that moment. But but I guess, <clears throat> and, and we just said some really, really good stuff, but back to my camp thing, what I was saying is I'm looking at all these kids and I'm like, you're you're five, six, seven, and like by the time you get to high school, I mean you you, you could have the world mm-hmm. by your hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, I know this now mm-hmm. and I see the potential in these kids, but it's hard to tell a five, six year old, like, you know, you could tell them stuff, right. but they can't stay focused. You know? Right. It's like, what does that mean when they're when like yeah. I'll give you a great example. One of the kids who I think I mean, I think this kid is going to be fantastic basketball player, person. He's mm. got unbelievable smile, personality. And I'm like, I want to tell him certain things, which I, I try to pump him up. But he rolled into camp um, Tuesday, and he comes over. He says, he says, Coach Alex, Coach Alex. I said, yeah. He goes, look at my Pokemon cards. And he hands me like a whole thing of Pokemon. That's the biggest thing in his world right now. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like. Mm-hmm. Which it should be, right? I should, I you know, at six years old, I'm not gonna say like, listen, if you do this Put and this, those away, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Right. You got to let him be a kid and, and you have experience. to. But you know, you know something. Because that's part of the process. It's part of the process. Absolutely. Mistakes are part of the process. Mm-hmm. For all those parents out there, one of the things that I think is important is you have to let your kids make mistakes. Stop trying to shield your child away from making mistakes. Mm. What I would do if I was a parent in 2021, I'd, I'd, if I had a young you know, son or daughter, I would put them in positions where they could make mistakes and they have a support system mm. to help them understand the mistakes they made and how you bounce back from that. Because guess what? If you don't learn that now, right. when you get in the real world yep. and you've not made those mistakes, now you're talking about depression, yep. mental health problems, mm-hmm. drugs, all kind of bad all kind stuff, of stuff. Yeah. right? Yeah, because if here's the thing: as we get older, uh, a lot of the things that we deal with uh, are from things when we were kids. You know, yes, it's from when we were kids. And yes. so, if we understand that, that we nobody just becomes the way they are overnight. It happens over time, right? And that's everything. Um, so, if we can help these kids learn these lessons early, and help them learn how to deal with failure, how to deal with uh, making mistakes, how to mm-hmm. correct mistakes, mm-hmm. they will be better off because those things are a guarantee in life. But how you handle those situations says a lot about you. Mm. So, you know, I think that's one of the main things we can do for kids, man, is not to shield them away from failure, but to help them deal with it in Absolutely. the right ways. That's know. great stuff. So, so, so think about this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Think about two of our greatest, think about two of our greats, okay? Mm-hmm. One of which is Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is one of the greatest entertainers mm-hmm. ever. You agree with that? Oh, I, oh, what? Absolutely, right? What? But Tiger hope. Woods, mm-hmm. one of the greatest golfers, athletes, whatever bracket you want to put him in. Absolutely. Think about these two. Both of them at a young age, were put in positions where I truly believe, obviously there was, they were pushed and, and driven to be successful, but they were kept away from so many things of making mistakes that it was just a matter of time before the crash and burn happened. Absolutely. Think about Tiger. I, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. There's this guy that, that, that comes up to the gym I work out at, and he's been I've, I've seen him for the last 25 years. And a long time ago, he told me, this was like what, the height of Tiger Woods. He said, he is going to fall terribly. And I'm like, why are you? like? I'm just figuring he's like a hater or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you saying that? He goes, he's never been allowed to really make mistakes. He's never he when he was in college, he never was allowed to go to that frat party. He was never allowed to make those mistakes along the way. He was shielded away from those. So, when when Tiger Woods was at the height, he was a robot, mm. a robot. He said all the right things. He spoke so well. He walked perfectly. Everything, and the man goes into Perkins picking up a waitress, goes and has sex with her in a church parking lot. And everything just goes downhill from there. Mm. You know why? He didn't. He didn't do that in high school. Right. <laughs> he didn't do that in college, where so many others did that. 
Well, I shouldn't say others were having sex in the church, but you know, in the church parking lot. But here's the thing. Here's here's what it comes down to. Every we are human beings. Like you said, we're not robots. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, like you said, um, if we are not able to uh, be put in situations where we have to learn ourselves, learn about the world, and we're just shielded, you know, like you said, eventually, you know, you're going to be in the church parking lot because. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? This this whole first half of this podcast is totally unscripted, but yet it is. So, you said it like this is gonna be good, because I came into this podcast with just a rough draft, and you were like, "Why well, should be the best one yet?" Yeah, see, that was really good. Go ahead. Uh, you end up in a church parking lot, you know, and so. But seriously, though, man, you know that's that's what happens. You know that's what happens. You you got to you have to have the perfect balance. Just going back to parenting. Or uh, adults in general, you have to find the balance to where you give kids structure, uh, but you allow them to uh, find their way. Mm. You know, yes. guidance is not about um, necessarily. It's like a kid riding a bike. You know what I mean? You might have the the, the training wheels, and you, at first you might, but eventually you got to let go and let them see for themselves. They're, they're gonna, and then they're gonna fall. Yeah. The, the, the bike's gonna exactly. Yep. But you don't. You rather them fall now mm. than fall later. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when they fall later, the repercussions, yeah. the consequences are higher. Yeah. You know, and there's more at stake. Yep. You know, and so you know that's key, man. That's key. That's part and, of learning, like you said. And listen, it is tough being a parent. Mm. There's no book. There, there, well, there are books, but but every parent that has a child, a lot of times each child is different. You deal yeah. with different situations. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying that people are purposely going out there trying to mess their child's life up. A lot of them are trying to do the right thing. Like mm -hmm. if you look at it, like Tiger Woods or Michael Jackson's father, I think they had the. In 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 most cases, they had the right thing in mind that they want their, their their child to be great they had the right intentions <clears throat> right intentions now there were some selfish mm -hmm. intentions there like tiger's dad selfishly you know wanted things um michael jackson's dad definitely yeah. selfishly wanted things but <clears throat> and, I, and i usually try to sympathize for parents because i know it's it's definitely tough but i think you i think you have to go and look at as a parent you have to go look at blueprints of other successful children and how their parents did things and maybe steal just like a basketball player michael jordan always says he's a combination of so many great players before him the mm -hmm. the dr j's the elgin baylors you know it, bits and pieces is what made him and i think as a parent that's the case and you know i think about i think about my teammate who i'm gonna talk about a little bit later Kenyon martin mm -hmm. Kenyon martin is one of the most fascinating teammates i've ever had because here's a guy who shows up to the University of Cincinnati's campus with a stuttering problem. Mm -hmm. The man stuttered. Uh, he's from the South, from Texas, with an accent. And here you are in the Midwest, where they often say that 
people from the Midwest don't have in our area in the Midwest. Chicago and Wisconsin and Minnesota have a have a distinct accent, but they say that we don't have a very distinct accent here in this part of the Midwest. Because that's why. I don't know if you ever heard this, but a lot of news anchors from this area get picked up all over the country because they seem to not have a strong mm. accent. Wow. Where, like, <clears throat> people feel more comfortable listening to someone that doesn't have. Like, you've got somebody from New York. Like, if you've got somebody from Brooklyn, it's like, yo, the weather is right. going to be... It's yo, gonna Cincinnati. Be yo, yo. Right? So... <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you're like, who is this? <laughs> like, who is this guy? Where is he from? <laughs> so, <coughs> got me coughing. Um, but with Ken, you know, he's got a, a strong Southern accent. He stutters. Um, you know, and I, I don't think Kenyon came in overly skilled. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what, this dude had a drive like you wouldn't believe, and he talks a lot about. You know, early on, he would talk about the the impact of his mother and the parenting of his mother like he was determined to kick the stuttering problem mm. you know he was determined to improve his skill i mean a man leaves the university of cincinnati as the number one draft picked draft pick in the nba draft i think he's the last player I think he's going to end up the last four-year college basketball player ever to go number one in the NBA. He's the last one, mm. and I don't think there'll ever be another wow. four-year player in college wow. go number one. Yeah, you agree with that? Yeah, it, it's it's rare. I mean, obviously, it's rare. Yeah, I agree. That that's that probably just the way that the game is moving, the yes. direction is going. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening, man. Because a lot of those guys, if you're at that level, like you look at Namani Bates, mm -hmm. who's considered the next Kevin Durant. Right. Um, he decommitted from Michigan State. Um, they're saying he may not even go to college now. Um, you know, you're gonna see more and more of that, especially the guys that are special, special. Right. Um, that traditional route, like what a Kenyon and others have taken, won't won't happen. Yeah. But, um, but Kenyon was so self-made. But you, you, you know, I was around him a lot, a lot. And that drive he had mm. was truly, truly special. And you can tell, well, not only could you tell, but I, I know because I was around him, I heard the stories. He had a lot of failures mm. growing up. And those became a driving force. But his mom's support and how she helped him deal with those are what made him better when it, when it came to the cop. Like, man, that dude could deal with Bob Huggins. Like <clears throat> the stuff Bob Huggins was saying to him didn't didn't make him flinch. Like he dealt with the the you know our team and just the adversity we had to fight. It's truly he's one of the most fascinating teammates, you know, I ever had. You know, I I heard one time that uh, somebody was talking about how parents who tend uh, kids who tend to have parents who don't let them really go outside that much and stuff like that. Those kids tend to have a lot of allergies later on, hmm. or they tend to get sicker more hmm. because they never were exposed yeah. to things right. at an earlier age. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I, I thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. You know, I that's, that that's kind of a that's that yeah that, that's interesting because that's that's a life. Yeah, it's, right? it's metaphorical as far as like you know. Um, I remember I was talking to a player one time, a player of mine. We were coming back from AAU tournament this year. And we we're talking about adversity and how uh, he, he's going through a lot of challenges and he's had his failures. Um, 
But what we agreed on was that when you go through challenges, you have your failures, um, and you overcome them, it gives you a sense of confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you realize, you know what, I'm still here. You know what I mean? And so, and this is a phrase that I like to tell kids and stuff like that is expect failures, expect challenges, expect obstacles, but have a greater expectation that you will overcome them. Mm. And so uh, I think that one, but you have to go through stuff to see like, you know what? I've overcame that. Mm-hmm. I've overcome that failure. Sure. That didn't take me out. Sure. I was down, but I got back up from sure. that. And when you're older, you have a sense of confidence, like whatever comes my way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to deal with it. I'm going to be able to deal with it. Because it's going to come your way. It's going to happen. And, and, and <laughs> absolutely. And when you get in the business world, you feel like you can over, overcome those. And when you have children, you feel like you can impart that wisdom and teach them and that's that's good stuff, man. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to go this direction. I know, maybe. <laughs> People are going to be listening like, wait a minute. Is this the... They're going to be looking at the app like, is this, is this the American the... Basketball Podcast? It's a good like, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> the good podcast. That's funny. No, no, no. That's oh, that's uh, that's great stuff. You know, and I, I do want to segue into something. You just talked about talking to the young man uh, from an AU tournament. Mm-hmm. We just finished up our... Um, fall AU tryouts. Mm. Um, we had our first set of fall AU tryouts from our organization Shining Star Sports um, Sunday. <clears throat> and we finished up on Wednesday. So that was yesterday. So today's Thursday. We finished up on Wednesday. Um, had over 100 plus kids, 4th wow. through 12th grade show up, which is which is truly amazing. And the great thing about it, Stu, is what we're doing with the fall is we're providing kids an opportunity to sharpen their skills to get ready for school ball. Right. Right. So we go up until we finish like around October 13th as a lot of kids start to transition into high school basketball and you coach at Walnut Hills. Mm-hmm. So they're going to transition in, into that. And some of the younger kids are going to start their grade school ball. And it's a great way for these kids to uh, to, to build their confidence. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's a it's a it's an amazing way. And I think uh, I think that's interesting that uh, I feel like a lot of kids don't do that. They they haven't in the past, but I think a lot more kids are starting to understand the value of fall. Mm. But I think one thing we're trying to do is we're trying to keep it fun, mm. right? And, and, and mm. so, like, you, you almost have to have – when you play any sport, you know, you, it's a grind. You know, when you play for the Cincinnati Bearcats, it is a grind. So when you're finished with – you know, a season with the Bearcats, you need your time to rest, right, and recover. Yeah. And you also need time to have fun. Yes. So you go and play in the Smith League. Right. You go and play in whatever Pro-Am League or whatever. You're, you're, that's to have fun and really enjoy what it's meant to be, and that's a game. This is crazy. This is crazy because I just had a conversation mm-hmm. with a kid about this. You the balance. Said, you no. You said a phrase, a three-word phrase. You said meant to be. Mm-hmm. You just said that, right? Yes. And I was telling him, do not forget what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's so easy. Yes. Like you said, school, like school ball and all of that and playing for the Bearcats, there's a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure, which comes with it. But if you do not remember, you got to be able to remember what it was meant to be. And a lot of times athletes fall out of love with the game because they forget what it was meant to be. Absolutely. You got, you know, this here, this there, and you start looking at all the things that can come with it. You know, you start thinking of what you can gain and start and start thinking at this and that. I can go here, go there that you forget when you originally started playing the game, it was out of love. It was out of love. Mm. It wasn't out of gaining anything. It wasn't out of this, out of that, no shoe deals, none of that. Mm. All of that stuff is good, but it something that's good can turn into bad if you put it in the wrong place. Absolutely. So if you try to put something that's a luxury, that's good, into the main thing, now it's not good no more. Mm. Got to keep the main thing the main thing, Beach. You know what, Stu? Um... This podcast is is a free podcast. We might have to charge Were for this gonna... one. This this might be a subscription only one because you are dropping dimes on folks right now, and that's so true. So you know, yeah. I, I know, and I and I'm not. This is kind of a joke, but I'm not joking at the same time. But I love the Netflix show Cobra Kai, mm. which is a play off of the Karate Kid. Good. Growing up was one of my favorite uh, movies or set of movies of all time, series. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Cobra Kai, on the, on the series on Netflix, <clears throat> and it's funny, it's kind of corny and all that, but Daniel LaRusso talks to the kids about balance. Like, Mr. Miyagi always told me about the balance of life. And you are so right. So mm-hmm. you see kids, um, college players, NBA players get burnt out. Yep. Because when you get to the college level, it becomes a job. Yep. It is a job. So the University of Cincinnati, Stu, I think is doing an amazing job on social media. You can get great in-depth looks at how UC football is functioning, right? And we're going to start seeing that more and more with UC basketball on social media as we get closer to the season. But one thing you'll see is like, I mean, they put a lot, a lot of time. This is a billion-dollar business, yeah. right? Luke Fickle's making a lot of freaking money, folks. Wes Miller is making a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to lose those salaries. So in turn, they're, they're creating this culture and this program where these kids getting their school paid for, and now with the NIL, a lot of them are have the opportunity to get paid through athletic performance, branding, and all that stuff. So that's going to put a little bit more, even more pressure on these young men and women yeah. at their job, which is a football, basketball are sports. They're meant to be fun, right? Yes. Meant to be a fun game. So what, what I think we have to be careful of is, you know, these UC football players, these UC basketball players, or whoever, Xavier, NKU basketball players, there has to be an element of fun, like mm. away from the season where you're just yep. enjoying it. You're just, just let them go. <clears throat> to back to that Daniel LaRusso, Danielson will talk about, Mr. Miyagi talks about balance. Mm. And that's how you avoid the mental health issue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because 
Because how many, you saw these players opting out for mental health issues all yeah. over the country. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing, man. And that, because as athletes, mental toughness is like a major key. We, we, yes. we preach that so much. Yes. You got to be mentally tough. But, you know, a lot of times we hear that. And so we think we have to suppress all of our emotions. And just like the Tiger Woods thing, eventually, mm-hmm. eventually something's going to happen yep. and you're going to crumble, yep. you know. And so how do you deal with, you know, your mental health and stuff like that? That is something that uh, <clears throat> athletes really need to uh, know and understand uh, how to deal with stuff like that. Because uh, there's so much pressure and expectations that, you know. You know what I had to. You know what I had to learn. For years, when I got out of college and um, I wrote the book, and then started my business, and as a young entrepreneur, and you know how it is. As an entrepreneur, you have to. There's no nine to five. That doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. Like it is, folks. It's 11:15 p.m. right now on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We are recording a podcast <laughs> at 11:15 p.m. After we finish this podcast. I have two hours of work to do. I have to get up at 6 a.m. and prepare for camp tomorrow. And then I'm jumping on a plane. I'm going on vacation. You Mm -hmm. have to be at work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Am I right? What time do you have to get up? Uh, I have to be up at 5. So, (laughs) and I apologize that, um, and this is my fault that we have to record this late. Totally 100% my fault. But the thing is, Starting the business, and I'm 20 years deep in the business, so I'm a little bit smarter and I'm better. Like we talk about the the Michael Jordans, the LeBrons, like mm-hmm. I'm older, I'm better. <laughs> but when I was younger, mm. man, I'm relying on the physical. Mm. I'm running around, I'm doing everything, and it was it was all gas, no brakes, mm. right? Yeah. And there hit a point where it was like, you need to take a trip. Mm. You need to take a trip. And that's when I took a trip. And it was just me and just went away. And I'm like, whoa, came back so rejuvenated, man, mm. ready to work. And I was, I was better. I was sharper. Of course. You want to know why? See, this is good. <laughs> this is good. You're listening to the, the good <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is good. So we have season four that we just started. And episode one is called, you know what it's called? Step Back. Mm. And what I said in that episode is it's hard to be still in a world that never stops moving. Wow. You have to be able to disconnect yourself. If not, you'll get drained. Yep. You'll get drained. And in basketball, you ready for this? Basketball analogy, you ready? Mm. In basketball, even the best players have to come out of the game. Yes. And the reason being is a lot of times a player being in the game, so me coaching, I know a lot of times a player will be in a game and they start to get tired because they start doing things that they normally wouldn't do. Right. And what we call those is tired mistakes. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you don't realize that. Right. You don't even realize you look different. You're not in the stance like you were in the beginning of the mm-hmm. game. You don't realize these small things mm-hmm. that somebody who's older and more mature can see like, oh, he's tired. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's why, like you said, you came back and you felt rejuvenated because you took yourself out of the game mm-hmm. so that you could rest. Sure. And then when you come back in the game, 
now you're able to be better. I'm not, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's what I that's what I try to tell kids and people in general. You know, and not just athletes, but entrepreneurs and you know parents. You know, a lot of times we do so much that we don't give ourselves time to take a step back. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. I like the the step back, the yeah. basketball analogy. Yeah, you see the step. You see that. I see yeah, that. I like good. that. I like that. And and so, you know, we're doing this fall AU, and and our goal is to make sure these kids are, you know, having having fun. It's a different gear. It's to add that balance. And that's good. Man. You know, to their life, right? That's amazing. Um, because school ball is a grind. It, I'm telling you, man. It's a grind. High school basketball <laughs> is a, now a grind. It's a grind. <laughs> Oh man, like these kids, I'm like so some of these kids wow. they show me their schedule and and I'm like wow. If you can I and I think it's a Stu, I think it's a gift and a curse because yes, if you can balance school, family, athletics, if you you might be a multi think about a kid that plays football and basketball mm, like two, a two sport that, athlete right yeah, yep. has a family to, you know a girlfriend maybe a job you got school and you need all that to to get to college if you can balance that and find a way to learn to balance that it's going to help you out later in life oh absolutely right absolutely but at the same time if you're not prepared yeah, the crash is going to be crazy. Yeah, right. And, yeah, because basketball is the longest season too. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to high school sports, sure. Like sure. you, you start right. in November. Right. Don't have an actual game to a month later, <clears throat> but you're scrimmaging and practicing every day. Yeah. Right. November, December, January, February, and if you are going far, you might even get into early March. You wow. know, but either way, it's four. Probably around four months. You know, and that's 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 there's a grind, man. Practicing every day, schoolwork, you know, trying to balance your social life. You know, it's not easy. You know what? Tell me if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. I've always told people. Obviously, I think basketball is the greatest sport ever. Absolutely. Okay. Here's one reason why. Basketball is one of the few sports where you can practice almost every element of the game in some form or fashion on your own. Yep. And you don't need a lot of money to do it. You nope. need a hoop, which if you drive around greater Cincinnati, mm-hmm. there's hoops everywhere outside. Yep. You can go. I was in Walgreens today, mm-hmm. and they got those little cheap basketballs. They're like two ninety nine. Mm. You can get a cheap basketball you can go and work on every aspect of the game on yeah. your own. Yeah. Right? Now, there's, there's going to come a point where you need defense. You need, right. you know, to do that stuff. But, I mean, so much of it's like you can control a lot of this. Stuff. You think about, like, baseball. Right. I yeah. mean, you need, you need help. Like, yeah. you, need, you need somebody to help you out with different, right? right? Yeah. Football. Mm-hmm. Ten, I mean, and it's not only that part of it, but it's also uh I don't know what word I want to use, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a lot. Right. All you need is a ball. Right. That's what I was- all you need to own. If you wanna if you all you need to own is a basketball. Mm-hmm. 
You don't need to own a rim. Right. Because there's a bunch of outdoor courts that you can just go to. Everywhere. Like, you can watch a video, right? Or you can see something on Instagram, somebody do a move, and you could be like, I'm about to go try that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And that's just, like and you perfect said, it. and perfect it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't know why. That- <laughs> hey. Looking so, back. I'm- <laughs> there are so many kids that uh, <laughs> that don't take advantage of them. Now, listen. To, to 2021, there are so many things that pull young people away from probably what they need to be focused on. There's there's so much on social media. There's so many things for kids to go to and experience now. Yeah. You know, it, but but if that gives them a balance then you know, it, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. um and one thing I want to talk about real quick is there are a couple of things I want to I want to jump into um uh, my organization, something I'm very very proud of. We recently just had an event. Good. On Tuesday. Amazing, by the way. Thank you. So um, I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. So I have several different business mentors. And and one thing that I learned um, early on was you need to have a a diverse group of mentors from a, a diversity of thinking standpoint. So I have a mentor, business mentor, who worked for the Kroger company for over 30 years as a high level high-level executive, like third in command. Mm. And he dropped so much good corporate high-level knowledge on me that's unbelievable. I have another mentor who grew up in Cleveland, okay, in a, in a bad neighborhood, in the hood, mm-hmm. um, who basically, he moved here, but he's um, an entrepreneur. He worked in the corporate America, but he's an entrepreneur, turned himself into a millionaire. And the street knowledge he gives me of navigating through life and business is unbelievable. I talked to him five o'clock today, mm. and I have several other mentors that you know, just diverse group of people to give me different things to think about. <clears throat> so sometimes I'll go to all these mentors, Stu, and I'll ask them the same question, mm. and I'll get different answers, but they're really all the same. It's just how they're delivering them, and I compile it, I bring it together. And I'm like, boom, I got it. Now, I take their information, gather it, and I think, what does Alex need to do? How do I approach this? So, one of my business mentors said to me one day, he says, you know, you have a nonprofit organization. You've been doing it 20 years. You're doing great things. And um, the kids appreciate it. The parents appreciate it. He goes, but I want to challenge you to think about something. I want to challenge you to take your organization and do a give back to this community through your organization. <clears throat> I said, what, what, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what do you mean? He's like, so find something that's dear to your heart. Like, can you raise money for cancer research? Can you raise money for leukemia or whatever? And, and I'm like, yeah, but you know... A lot of people are, nothing against that, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, no, I'm not telling you to do that, but he's like, you got to find what it is for you that touches your heart Mm. as the leader. And so I thought to myself, okay, I I went away from the, the meeting and I thought to myself, you know what? I love shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what would be really cool? 
if we could link up with another organization that has a lot of kids that struggle financially and we could help them out with shoes or something. So I pick up the phone, call the greater uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Cincinnati, and I asked them, I said, hey, what are your needs for your kids? I mean, they shot right back at me. They said, undergarments and shoes. So undergarments meaning socks, mm-hmm. underwear, <clears throat> things like that. And I said, shoes is a big need? And they go, oh, my God, shoes are a huge need. And I'm like... I need to set up a meeting with you guys. So set up a meeting. And I go and I said, hey, I got this idea. We want to commit to annually raising money within our organization and eventually um, corporate donations and different things to where we are purchasing shoes for every kid in the Boys and Girls Clubs of mm-hmm. Greater Cincinnati. But we've got to start at a certain level and build up. So that was kind of like the birth of this, Stu. And and the idea was, okay, the Greater Cincinnati Boys and Girls Club have seven, I'm sorry, eight clubs, right? Mm -hmm. So over 2,000 kids a year. So I'm like, okay, we can't get 2,000 pairs of shoes first year. But tell us the club that probably has the biggest need like which one and they were like oh the one in avondale and i'm like all right how many kids they said we have about 150 and i said boom we're in 150 shoes we're going to get so i call uh, one of my reps at the Foot Locker east bay and i said hey this is what we want this is what we're looking at doing can you help us with like purchase shipping getting the shoes and uh, mark wharton who is uh, one of the high level reps in Foot Locker east bay was a tremendous guy um, he totally was in, man. He was like, hey, I love this, and uh, I want to help. Because he actually helps out LeBron's foundation. Mm. So he does he does the shoes for LeBron's school. Wow. You know LeBron's school up in? I promise. Yeah. yeah. He does all their, all their shoes. Wow. He does them. So, and I didn't know that until I brought our shoe program to him. Mm. And he was like, yo, this is, what, this is what I like to do. He was mm. like... You know, I got to sell a lot of stuff. We sell merchandise all over him because this, though, this is this is what I like to do. So now I'm like, okay, now I got an ally who's, who's totally in on this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I tell you what, I think I can get a, these Nike Kyrie shoes, and uh, here's the price I can get you shipped. And I was like, wow. Now, Nike Kyrie's, those particular ones are about $120 shipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a really good deal on them. Wow. And... Uh, so I said, all right. So I said, we now need to raise the money within our organization. And our kids are all responsible for donating $60 a kid mm. to go towards helping um, this project for year one. So uh, long story short, um, I had to I had to build all this up because I'm, I'm very proud about it. You should so, be. So thank you. You should be, um, man. I, I was looking at it, and I was like, wow. Um like you see something major and how it starts it's crazy how it just starts as, a, as an idea and how that idea just an idea turns into 150 kids benefiting from it yeah you know what i mean yeah that like that's crazy that's crazy and it's an inspiration because we all have ideas it's the lack of execution Absolutely. That keeps these ideas from, you know. And you know what? 
That's a great point because one of the reasons I think we were able to execute this was because I had such a passion to get this done. Mm. It wasn't a job for me. It was a passion. It's like if mm. I give you a book and I'm like, you got to read this book and do a book report on it. Right. You're like, oh, how many pages is this shit? Right. But if mm. you pick out a book mm. on somebody you're passionate to read about mm. and write a book, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be, you know. So mm. <clears throat> I think I had, a, I had a different passion of execution for this. And, and what happened was... Mm. Um, we we've got we got the shoes shipped in. Um, one of our parents of one of our kids said, "Hey, I want to donate 150 pair of Nike socks through my company." So we got 150 pair of socks to go with the shoes. Wow! So the boy, I'm telling you right now, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Cincinnati is doing amazing, amazing work. I can't brag about. And what happened was to. Um, through all this, the the director um, of the Boys and Girls Club and the board president, I actually know the board president through, through, just, through his uh, children, um, they reached out to me and mm. they said, let's, let's get breakfast. So what happened was they approached me and said, hey, we love your, your thought in all this and what you're doing. Um, we want you to join the board of directors for the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Cincinnati. And I was like, really? Like, wait a minute. So I look online and I look at like who's on the board of directors. And I'm like, you got Katie Blackburn from the Bengals, who's like one of the owners. Wow. And you got um, Dick Williams from the Reds. Like, I can go on and on with like CEOs. And I'm like, you want me? Like I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't understand this. So, we had breakfast, and they were like, you, you, "You're perfect for what we need for our board." And I'm like, I'm looking at these names here, folks. Like I don't know how I fit with all this. Mm -hmm. And Josh Gutman, who's the the uh, board president, he says to me, "We need better diversity of thought with our board. You bring that. We have a lot of corporate people. We have a lot of people that sit in the top." office mm. you're at the ground level mm. you bring a different mindset and thought <clears throat> when he said that i knew right then i was like man i'm in because i understood what he was saying like i could like these other folks could come up with these grandiose ideas and mm. i could be like yo that could work but here's what here's what we need to do like i'm talking to these kids i know what works and what doesn't right and uh, so I've been on the board wow. um, for several months now. And uh, well, congratulations! That's a thank you. That's an awesome thing. Thank you. That's an awesome thing. It 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 it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's really cool because I mean, doing board you know doing board work for you know organizations like this are very it's very important work mm -hmm. you do, uh, very fulfilling and uh, um, to to come from where I came from. From the from the Bearcat basketball team to to where I'm now and to be able to to do that has been really cool I know for me and to do this this shoe giveaway um, that we did Stu I'm gonna tell you 
we so I, I've got a good committee set up for this um, event. Um, Jake Mater, Max Davis uh, on the committee. We're going to expand the committee out for next year. Um, they were like, hey, man, when we present these shoes, we got to do a big event. Like, we got to get all these kids in there from the Boys and Girls Club. We got to get Shining Star kids. We got to have this place jumping, like a big party. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, they're like, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you're giving, you're delivering almost year one $16,000 worth of sneakers to kids who just walk in the gym and are getting brand new pair of Nike Kyrie shoes out the blue. And I'm like, wow, that's, you're right. So Austin Schiff, who's the development director at the Boys and Girls Club, he was fantastic. He's put everything together. We did at the Avondale location, the Dudley S. Taft, um, in the gym. Um, Over 200 families from the Boys and Girls Club showed up, kids and families. 20 of our Shining Star kids showed up. We had a DJ and... um, Free Chick Fil A, which I'm surprised that didn't get you to come out, but um, <laughs> had I known, had you known, had I known, had you known, um, that would have ran out. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, wait a minute, weren't there just 12 boxes there? And I was see, in the corner, yeah. like Cookie Monster, <laughs> <laughs> loading them up in your car. And shit. Um, but I'm telling oh, you, you saw the videos, man, amazing. Um, it was, oh, and it was something that. See, see. Here's what you. Here's maybe maybe you. I'm sure you noticed this or you thought about this. Maybe you didn't. Okay. Right. But obviously, you impacted the kids who got the shoes. Yeah. And their families. But you don't know the impact that you made or the impression that you made on the shining star kids that helped. That's a good point. I, I didn't at the time. See, because a lot of a lot of lessons are not just taught; they're caught. Ooh. Them seeing that, people, we're, we're, the price <laughs> of this podcast just went up. After that comment, it's now a fifteen ninety five <laughs> subscription. Go ahead, say, say that one more time, though. A lot of lessons are not taught; they are caught. Mm, fifteen ninety five. Very good. Very, wow. you say it again. We can rise the price one more time. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously though, man. Good. So them helping out, them seeing and yeah. feeling good about giving back. Right. You know what I mean? Them right. knowing what it feels like to give back and them seeing that there are people who may be less fortunate than them and that they can make a difference. Yeah. And that an idea can turn into something like that. Um, kids don't forget stuff like that. For sure. You know, they don't forget that feeling of seeing the uh, kid get their shoes or your family being happy. They don't forget that, mm. right? They don't forget that, and uh, that'll they, they'll take that with them for the rest of their lives. And that's that's amazing. You're right, and I I didn't really realize because I was in the moment. So, you know how it is when you are like you're a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So you're preparing for a game, right? So you're so mm. engrossed in so many things that are associated with the game. Sometimes you don't realize what an amazing game you just. Right, You're just part of right because there was so many things. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to make sure we've got every shoe. Like the socks came in. Our event was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The socks came in on Monday, mm. and I'm worried they weren't going to be there. Right, and there's just so many things. You're like, oh, is this going to come to fruition? Like, how's all this going to come together? And 
after I posted it on social media, I started getting like these DMs from like kids, like kids that weren't even in our program, and just like people hit me like, "Yo, this is what's up." Like I, I'm, I'm gonna do something like this when I get older. Like I'm gonna have a, and I'm like, wow. And I don't, <clears throat> I feel a little awkward because I don't, I don't want to, like I don't mean to like make it about me or or brag. Like, so I wasn't sure how to come across with this, but I'm proud of what we were able to accomplish not just me of course i i got the idea from my business mentor it was birthed mm. through that but it, it was a lot of people involved right. in making this happen i'm very proud and happy for all of them as well does that make yeah. sense like no, i don't want to absolutely no absolutely you know it's good this is the type of stuff that needs to be promoted yeah yeah for sure everything else gets promoted <clears throat> yeah you know stuff like this needs to be in the in the light and, and be seen because it's it's good man it's, it's really good you know what you know what drives me crazy is when somebody does something good, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's they make a financial donation to something that will help another kid that needs it or something like what we did with the shoe, uh, what we call the Kicks Collaborative or whatever it might be. There is nothing wrong with promoting that. Not, and, and nobody criticized me, for, but I've seen other people that I know mm-hmm. do something positive and people criticize them and go, oh, well, if you give, you should not promote that you give, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, because what they just did might influence somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. Because one of my business mentors is a guy named Bob Kolhep, who was the president of the Centos Corporation. Mm. Like he is worth a lot, a lot of money. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, he's one of my business mentors. I talked to him on the phone just the other day. Mm. Um, all the positive things that he's done, the money he's donated and all that has influenced me in a major way. See? And I heard about it. I knew about it. Like, now I know he's a Xavier guy. Like, Xavier Centaur Center, mm-hmm. he's responsible for that. Oh, wow. I hate to put that out there, but it's him. Wow. Centaur Center's on there. Mm-hmm. Bob Colehead made that happen. Wow. And... He has impacted me from a philanthropic standpoint. And I think when you do something positive, there's nothing wrong with promoting that and saying, hey, you know, let's let's all... And I think as a community, it helps us do more. And it, it, it influences somebody else. Just like if... <clears throat> like Bob Huggins um, is out trying to raise money to, to create a cancer um, a hospital for cancer in West Virginia because they don't have one. And he's mm-hmm. trying to raise all this money. I donated. Mm-hmm. My, I got my dad to match the donation I made. Right. I told other people so mm-hmm. they would give and match. And Huggins right. called me like, hey, thanks. I appreciate you donating and getting other people to match and blah, blah, blah. That's important. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... When you do stuff like that from the heart, man, there's nothing wrong with... Here's the thing. This is why a lot of times we feel like a lot of times we feel like uh, there's more bad in the world, there's more evil in the world, because that's what gets promoted more. Mm. You know what I mean? Good. Good. Very good. Good, is, a... good is everywhere. Mm. It's sometimes it's harder to find because, like you said, if you put you doing some good out there, they're like, oh, look at you trying to be seen doing good. But we don't say nothing when everybody out here posting negative stuff yep. that's also influencing people. Right. So why would we not rather influence people the right way? Right. 
Absolutely. You know, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense. There's so much. <laughs> you're right. There's. I've always said this. There are so many more good people than bad people mm-hmm. in the world. There's so many people doing good things versus people doing bad things. I truly believe that. And we just need to have more conversations and really, it's yeah. like I say, you get the old heads. And I'm, and I'm an old hip-hop head, right? I grew up the, the start of hip-hop, right? Yeah. And a lot of my friends that are, we're considered now old hip-hop heads, you know, they listen to the music now and they're like, oh, this is all trash. And I'm like, yeah, there's some bad rap now, but there's some really good hip-hop out there right now. We're, we're just so concentrated on what's... You know, like yeah. being promoted that you mm-hmm. may not like, but you, you might have to mine and look for it. Right. But there were ba- there was bad hip hop when I was growing up. There's, like it's... I got some of the tapes and CDs. Mm. You know what c- tapes are? Did you cassette? Tape, like, cassette? Like, are you old enough like, to know like about tape, cassette tapes? Like when you tape something up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you know. Um, oh, there, there was there was bad music then. You know, but yeah. Um, this is good stuff, man. Fifteen ninety five uh, for this pie. Yes, yeah, very good. I think it just went to sixteen. <laughs> sixteen <laughs> went up a nickel. Up you a know nickel. why it went up a nickel? Why? Cause eleven forty two, never too late. Guess who walked in the building just a minute ago? Who walked in the building? Colin Cruzy. Good. The one and only. And Cruzy, Cruzy's been working hard. I'm gonna tell you right now. He has been. He couldn't be here earlier because because were you doing football yeah. football games tonight? Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get in that um, in a minute. Mm-hmm. You you missed the early part of this podcast. We did. Stu, you missed Stu preaching. <laughs> he was, you know, Cruz is actually used to this at this point. You know, Cruz. Oh, that's yeah. Cruz is used to this. He he hears me all the time. He is behind the camera of all of my TikTok videos. Shout out to Cruzy. <laughs> Man, I'm, I, he he was. He, He's always inspiring me when I least expect it. And he has these like quick like little quotes and shit that I like want to put on a t shirt. <laughs> I'm like, God. And you know, he just came up with it because he was wait. And then he like elaborates on it and like yeah. builds off of it. Right. It's crazy. And I'm thinking, I need to get my life together with this, these <laughs> damn quotes. I'm like, holy shit. Um, oh. And let me, can I, let me say something real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, before I forget, anybody out there, Bearcat. Uh, Nation, anybody that that listens to this podcast, um, I'm going to put something out there about this. If you would like to donate to the Kicks Collaborative, our event, you can go to shiningstarsports.org, and on the front page is a donate button. You can click that and donate. Um, I would appreciate that. And our goal is to eventually get up to raise enough money to to give 2,000 shoes away to every boy and girl. And that's going to take us, um, you know, some time to raise. We're going to get up to probably around $240,000 to make this happen. So anybody that can, if you want to donate $10, 15, 60, 100, you know, all of it will help. Morgan Stanley, by the way, is helping handle the account uh, for this event. Um, they're take my, my guy Cam over at Morgan Stanley is taking care of all this and it's all all for the good, man. So anyway, I'm, mm. I'm going to segue into something as I was bragging about you, Stu, and, and all these damn quotes you got in your head. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you make this shit up or you just got it like 
You got like a database of quotes in your head. It came to me in a dream. It came to you in a dream. You know what? <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, right? I got his whole mm-hmm. catalog of music. I know every Jay-Z song. I could literally take a Jay-Z like quote from his like music and apply it to almost every situation. My, mm. my buddy laughs at this. We'll be somewhere and I'll just drop a Jay-Z line. He's like, how do you do... You you have that version of what I do with Jay... My shit's not necessarily inspirational. It's like, it mm. fits the moment. Right. Whereas you, you just will drop some like, life is to be... <laughs> You're just going on like... Did this, uh, this... How the hell did you just... But you, one, you know one of the best things you did? What? We had a meeting right here where we are right now, mm-hmm. okay, in this glassed-in studio where it is, like, kind of spooky. Yeah. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, we were coming up with, uh, for those out there, go to uh, the YouTube page, Shine One Media, and you can see um, the interview series that uh, I, we do, um, called What's in Your Bag. Mm. And it highlights, you know, Greater Cincinnati boys and girls, basketball players that have just great stories to tell. Mm. And we've had a tremendous amount of success. Uh, shout out to Penn Station for being a sponsor of that. We've had some tremendous success with that. We did season one. We're going to be doing season two coming up. But that name, What's in Your Bag and the Concept, was birthed by Stu Holt. Wow. Right here. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I was sitting like right here. Yes. I think Cruzy was like sitting just like that. (laughs) He had had a thing of banana bread in his pocket. That's really what sparked it all. Was the banana bread. It was the banana bread. Most of our great concepts. Yeah. Banana bread (laughs) is in your bag. (laughs) Most of our ideas were sparked when Cruzy broke out the banana bread. Banana bread. It just got you guys thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Banana bread makes you think. It It makes you think. It It brings out the best in you. And here's the thing. Like, so... You kind of birthed the idea of, hey, let's, because so what we wanted to do was, you know, you take an athlete, right, mm-hmm. and you you see an athlete like let's let's take, um, uh, who who could I use as an example? Let's say uh, let's say Josh Wiley, who is the wide, uh, the I'm sorry, not the wide receiver, the uh, tight end for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team, mm-hmm. right? He'll be playing in the NFL very soon. He's that freaking good. Mm-hmm. You see the player. But a lot of times fans will look and say, well, what are the ingredients? Like, what makes you you? Mm. And sometimes we never hear that story. Yeah. We, we see the statistics. Right. Right? Mm. We see he's had this many yards received, you know, yards after catch, all that other stuff. But, like, what makes you you? Mm. And you had come up with the concept, like, we have items in our life that kind of represent us. How about we have these kids tell a story of who they are through different items? Mm. And they bring it in a bag. Because basketball, you're always... Making a move. You got to... <laughs> you know, <Hey>. it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that was... I'll never forget that moment when it was... What's in your bag? Yeah, you were moving shit. Right? <laughs> I, I was like, this is genius. Yeah. It was one of those. It was one of those moments where we all just felt like that's it. Yep. You know it, what it, I mean. It was it unanimous. Was, yeah. We was like that's it. And, it, and it, and it's crazy that season one we already completed season one. It's crazy. Yes. 
It's crazy. Well, so I mean, some home run interviews. The the, the interview we did with Sam Vincent, who's be, who'll be playing at NKU this coming year, was a huge. It was such a big success mm-hmm. that I'm going to tell you the vibration of the interview. The Highlands. He went to Highlands High School. Sam. So Sam came on our show before the season started. Sam goes on to win Gatorade Player of the Year, mm-hmm. wins a state championship yeah. in Kentucky. Should have been Mr. Basketball in Kentucky, but the voting happened before the tournament started. And I, mm-hmm. I still thought he was a player of the year. But everything he talked about early on came to fruition. But mm-hmm. people saw that interview. And like our tryouts, we had so many kids from Highlands. Wow. Like at our tr- like they're wanting to play in our program because they saw this interview. They know about Shining Star now. He pl- like wow. the vibration. And wow. all of them, like these two kids, Colin and Salem, they were like, "Hey, you're the what's in your what, what's in your bag guy." Wow! And I was like, yeah, "My name's Alex." But yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'll be, that's cool. I'll be the what's in your bag guy. Right. The, it was cool. So we had Sam. We got Wyatt Veith, who's at Thomas More, incredible player. We did Paul McMillan the fourth, who's mm-hmm. now going to school out in Arizona. Um, will be a big-time college basketball player. Rayvon Griffith, who yep. should be an NBA player mm-hmm. at the end of the day. K.K. Brands, K.K. is arguably the, the best girls basketball player in America. <laughs> and how there's not more stories on her... It's crazy. ...is unbelievable. It's crazy. She, it, unbelievable. I was on Instagram, and it was like some thing. I can't remember what it was. It was like some event, or it might have been like a game, or it might be... An, I, I don't know what it was. But there's like, yeah, the, it was on Women's Slam. Like Slam Magazine. She was on there? It wasn't she was on there. She was it. She won the thing. Oh, 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 oh. She won what, the... I don't know what it was. I can't remember. I just remember going through it, my Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay, get rid of her. She'll be one of the most decorated girls player to ever come out of our, our yeah. city when it's all said and done. She's yeah. just like... And, and I think like... We didn't chase any of these interviews. They were like mm. landing on our lap. Like people, right. after we did a couple, people were like, hey, you need to interview so and so. I'd reach out. They're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. Right. Um, unbelievable. And what's so great about the interviews, it, you can take, so we're interviewing, like we're interviewing KK on the, on the way up. Mm. KK should eventually play in the WNBA and be a star. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like we can go back to that interview mm-hmm. and like we we got her on the way up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. And those be the most you know what I mean? Like precious ones. Yes. You know what I mean? You I see so many videos that I've never seen before. Yes. Of Kobe. Like in high school. After, and stuff. after he passed away? Yeah. Yes. I I'm know. Like, they just started coming out. It's I'm like, like Kobe in high school taking a test. I'm like, what? Where, where was this at? But they're fantastic to um, like. They're unbelievable to see. Amazing. In the mindset of that person at that particular time. Mm. There's a video of Tupac that surfaced, gosh, I don't know how many years ago. Um, but he's like in a classroom, right? And he's like telling people about... Uh, like his new song mm-hmm. and obviously you know fast forward now it's really old but and he was breaking down the lyrics and he was like doing it acapella and everyone in that room is like mm. like locked in and 
he's like just just going through the lyrics and you know you know how he is he's all emotion right and i'm watching it getting goosebumps like wow this is crazy and no one had ever seen it before like some dude that was in the room got the videotape of it and just posted it Mm. not knowing like i'm like this is a big deal right like this is unbelievable (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah like any footage of him you know Mm. because he passed away there was so much and you gotta think back then people weren't recording like they record now Mm. like i take my phone out and record you or cruzy or whoever back then you yeah you couldn't do we had pagers so yeah but but to have it just imagine like if kevin durant or 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 lebron james and steph curry like i mean that's how i feel getting getting interviews with these kids now at this level who eventually will going to be i think major stars like we're getting them at the ground level and that's yeah. that's incredible so shouts out to you and then also shouts out to cruzy for the execution Cruzy's um, great of everything so that's on that shine one media you can go back and see all um all 10 of them they're, yeah. they're, they're they're fantastic yeah and i'm excited too because i should be back now that we're i don't i'm gonna like cross my fingers and knock on something uh we're i don't know how this COVID thing's gonna go but um hopefully all the high school basketball stuff you know goes smoothly this year with the the variant which i'll ask you about here in a second but I should be back on uh, WLWT, our NBC affiliate here on TV, doing the Basketball Insider Report. And I love that because I get to talk about, um, highlight some of the the great players and what they do on the court in the uh, greater Cincinnati area. So that'll be every Friday night live Mm. as as normal. Have you ever done live TV before, Cruzy? Um, Somewhat, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you've done it? I have a little bit, yeah. Have you done live TV before? I have not. Live TV is very interesting because if if you fuck up, ain't, there's no going back. Yeah. Like, like, and I have fucked up yeah. one time. So, so I usually do it with the guy George Vogel, right, from mm-hmm. Channel Five. And George Vogel is like a Hall of Fame sports in Cincinnati. He is the classiest guy. He's the most professional, great guy to work with. So one day he's out of town and I've got to do it do the segment with somebody else. Somebody else that's, you know, works at WWT. And no no offense to them, but they normally don't do the Friday night show in in, in, in with this segment. So um for whatever reason, they're leading to what I was talking about. And a lot of times I have to like go off the top of my head with everything. Mm-hmm. The lead in didn't match the video. So the B roll of what was being shown. Mm. So I'm literally talking about a kid. So let's say I'm talking about Colin Cruzy, mm-hmm. but they're showing Stu Holt mm. and they have Stu Holt's name and Stu Holt's statistics. Mm. And I'm going, Colin Cruzy out there averaging, oh, and wow. it's you. <laughs> and I'm, I didn't, and I didn't realize it. Mm. And come to find out after it was over, I'm like, oh my lord, mm. I totally. And and the problem is, a lot of these kids and parents look forward to their kids being talked about on TV. Right. And here I go, totally messing up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and that that bothered me. Mm. So, 
we do another taping. So we'll do it live at 1130. Mm-hmm. And then we'll retape the segment to air for the morning show. So they'll they'll kind of like lead in like, okay, good morning, Alex, blah, blah, blah. But it's really like 1145 at night and we're right. recording it. So I got it right then. Mm-hmm. And then I had to like, I was sending it to the kids that I messed up. I don't even know them. And right. I'm like, hey, this is the good one. My bad. My right. bad. My bad. So live TV is. Yeah. And you have to, I have to improvise quite a bit. And just mm-hmm. like, we have to go with the flow. Because there are times that, <clears throat> so I'll get to the studio. Mm-hmm. And in Cincinnati, Ohio, two things move the needle. That is weather and traffic. Mm. Everybody wants to know what's the weather going to be like tomorrow. Right. And then depending, you know, if it's in the morning time, they want to know the traffic because I had to get from point A to point B and 71, 75 are always a mess. You know that. Mm-hmm. So whenever I do the my basketball and cider, it's during basketball season, which is the winter. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to know. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times I'll have this much time to do my segment Mm -hmm. and then come to find out there may be a snowstorm tomorrow i get cut in half Mm -hmm. so all the notes and everything that i've prepared now have to be adjusted so i've got to be able to improvise yeah and sometimes i feel like i'm I'm an auctioneer because you know, auctioneer, like one of the five, 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 So I'm like, he's got average three, five, 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 six, six, and I'm hitting rebounds. Yes! <laughs> like, I'm like, man, did I just fly through that? Oh, man. Oh, snap. But I tell you, live TV is probably one of the closest things that I've gotten to that's been like playing college basketball. Because, mm. like, playing college basketball. Is like everybody's looking at you. It's live. Right. Everyone's there. And yeah. you've got to improvise. Yeah. Right? Basketball basketball is a scripted sport that requires tons of improv. Mm. Okay. Here's the play you're supposed mm. to run. That's you now. You out here. <laughs> 1795. <laughs> the price goes up. Wow. It is. It is. Think about it. It's a scripted mm. sport. Every team comes into it with, here's our first three sets we're going to run because Walnut Hills is playing Loveland. Loveland's going to come out. Let's say Loveland comes out in a 2-3 zone. Okay, we know they're going to come out in 2-3, so here's what we're going to do the first couple sets. Now, you know good and well Shane or Bobby's going to run the wrong way, Mm -hmm. and everyone now has to react. It's improv, right? Mm -hmm. And you've you've, got to be able to do it. Same thing. With live TV. And I absolutely love it. Like, there are times like, like, you know, for a basketball game, you get nervous, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, no matter what, you get butterflies. Right. And I'll get butterflies, too, before, mm. you know, sometimes you go on live TV. Because, you know, you know, you take pride in what you do and you, yeah. want, you want it to be, yeah. especially when you're talking about, like, young people. You, you, mm-hmm. You're like, man, I got to right. really say the right things, mm. you know, for these kids. Which... I have to tell you, though, the one segment that, that was one of our biggest segments is when I hi- highlighted uh, Dom Contrella from Turpin, and one of which was his game winner versus you guys, Wanted Hills. I just wanted to point that out. That was one of our highest rate. You can find me tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, the is, podcast over. is over. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can find- 
but so dag on it. Yeah, my bad, my bad. While I'm thinking of it, great segue. This segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. Shouts out to the College of Arts and Sciences. I'm going to talk about them here in a minute. Um, Stu, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, just when we think we're getting out of this pandemic and life's kind of getting back to norm normal, uh, this Delta variant pops up. And first of all, when I heard that, I, I so I don't watch a lot of TV. You know, I kind of walk by TVs everywhere I go, like if it's at the gym or at the house when I'm getting ready, and I kind of just hear shit, and I just put it in my head, and then I see stuff on Twitter. But I was when they were saying Delta variant, I'm thinking, like, something was happening with the plane, like Delta Airlines. You know, people were acting fools on planes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you've seen it. You saw they duct taped that guy? <laughs> yeah. That that was the funniest. That was it. They you didn't see this? No. So it's like multiple people. It's like the COVID. It's been it's been happening a lot. Like, so people getting duct taped. So, so, so it's happening a lot. Stu, they're in Be the air. Me. <laughs> I, I know they're in the air, and some guys like acting a fool. I don't know why he was. I don't know if it was the mask thing or Apparently if it was, he was just. Like, he was drunk and he was like just yelling and yeah, not following the mask rule and all that. So. They tried to calm him down, and he punched one of the stewardess or wow. whatever they call. Him. And so one of the <laughs> one of the guys—I don't know if it was like the security guy on the plane or whoever—he just go went and got the duct tape. They got the guy in the seat, and they duct tape his mouth. They duct tape his body. It's on video. It is hilarious. Wow. Like wow, <laughs> you just start laughing. I'm like, you know what? He kind of got that though. He he got what he he deserved. <laughs> he deserved the duct tape. Dang but I'm seeing all this tape. stuff, and I'm thinking Delta variant. Like, does, is is this has to do with the plane? Like some, and it's just like, well, this is another, mm. you know, version of of the COVID, and there's supposed to be something else coming in the winter. And I'm like, oh God, like right. here we go again. And you know, I've got to wear masks when I'm doing my camps right now. Um, back to that. I mean, what are your thoughts about this in, in terms of like, you know, winter's basketball, right? It football's is. football's starting up. Sep Bearcats start September first, September fourth versus Miami. Wow. I mean, do you see things changing? Um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And the reason why I say that is because how could we? <laughs> no, seriously, after this is what I learned. 2020 taught me this that life is a scripted game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That needs to be improvised. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. but seriously, though, no, in all seriousness, uh, 2020, it showed all of us that you can have plans, you can think you know, you can be almost 100% sure, and it just doesn't go that way. Yep. So all you can do is, uh, you know, so for the hoop season, we're going to prepare <clears throat> as if everything is going to be normal. Right. Um, but if we have to make adjustments, then we'll have to make adjustments. We'll yep. have to, you know, but uh, we've already been through 2020, so... Um, you know, we just got to hope for the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hope for the best, you know, and because uh, 
I don't I don't want to see the season get canceled or cut short or lo- missing games and Well, I feel like we I feel like we know more now right. than we So when it first started, it's like, wait a minute, what? What's going on? Right. I don't I don't understand this. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody understood it. You know, right. people are just kind of like guessing of what's going on. But now I, I think we just have to navigate through it. I mean, it's just going to keep Something's going to keep coming up, and we've just got to, in life, figure it out and move forward. And, right. you know, and, and the sad thing is, UC's football team, this might be one of the best football teams they've they've had preseason. And, you know, I, I don't even remember what Tony Pike's team was, was ranked preseason, but, I mean, this team's going to be unbelievable. And it would be a shame if these kids on that team didn't get to experience, you know, a full house of people and, yeah. you know, that whole, and Bearcat fans too. Shit, Cincinnati fans, man, just deserve some winning products yeah. on, the, on the sports, you know, Absolutely. Uh, field, arena, court, whatever. They, they, you know, we need that. <clears throat> and hopefully UC football can provide that. And um, I think everybody's intrigued to see what UC basketball will do this year. Um, with the new coach and, and everything, which I'll get into shortly. Um, Bengals are starting up. Everyone's interested to see what Joe Burrow's going to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a Bengals fan, but I'm I'm definitely um, interested. I hope the Bengals do well. Like People misinterpret. Like, I'm not a Bengals fan. I get people that hit me up like, how dare you? You're supposed to be like all in Cincinnati like... Like I sleep in a bowl of chili and cheddar. It's like, <laughs> you're supposed to be all in. And like, how could you not like the Bengals? I don't dislike the Bengals. I don't root against the Bengals. My father is the biggest Bengals fan I know. Like, this dude went to the Freezer Bowl and didn't blink an eye. Like, it's the mm. coldest game. You know, he, he lived, I mean, he loves the Bengals. So I don't want to see the Bengals do bad because I know my dad will be hurting <laughs> when mm. they lose. Like, he really does. So let's cheer for the Rams. Okay. But I don't cheer against the Bengals. Right. I hope they do well. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You know, I'm just not really sure. Uh oh. No, I'm just saying. Okay. You know, I'm just saying I'm not really sure because what I thought you were about to say, right, which was going to make everything connect, and I was going to be like, okay, yeah. Okay. I thought you were about to say when you said my dad. I thought you were about to say he's the biggest Rams fan. And so I was going to be like, okay, so oh, that's how you no. ended up. No. So now I'm confused. Okay. You want to explain? I mean, I, I think you should. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll, do, I'll, do a, I'll do a quick uh, okay. half court before the shot clock goes off explanation. Okay. So um, after Ocho Cinco, my favorite Bengals player of all time, yes. Bengals player. Same. Same? Same. Um, after he left, I was out. Like I just I, – I stopped – Watching the Bengals, totally out. He mm. had me all the way in. Mm. I'd always been a Bengals fan. Aki Woods, Boomer Siason, like James Brooks, all the way back. Okay. Anthony Munoz, like I was all in. Used to go to the uh, the training camp and. So hold on. So you used to be a Bengals fan? Absolutely. Was one hundred percent in. Hmm. Now. I do not want to discuss on this podcast my feelings towards the Bengals after Ocho, um, but I was out, and I was not a NFL fan. 
for a while. Man, he was hurt, man. He he quit the whole sport. <laughs> I, I didn't even watch the NFL. I didn't even know he was like he boycotted on teams. the NFL. <laughs> I didn't I didn't and I, I had I ended up having a, a kid um that played my program two time Super Bowl champ. And I wasn't even watching. Man. Um, yeah, Greg Scrux, who's now an oh, assistant yeah. coach for the UC football team. He played basketball in my program. Wow. Seattle Seahawks. Um, Should have had another ring with the Seahawks. Got to uh, end up playing with the uh, Patriots mm. and then the Bears. Um, <clears throat> but what happened was um, some of my friends told me basically I was no fun anymore. So because I didn't have an NFL team. Because, listen, l- let's just be honest. Sundays. Mm-hmm. NFL's his biggest church. Right, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, on Sundays, you yeah. didn't find me. Mm. I'll go for my Sunday run. I would. I, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't find me on Sundays. Yeah, to keep his mind off of football. He didn't want to I think did, about it. I was just running. I was running. <laughs> so, my friends were like, you, you know, you're no fun. Like, we can't talk trash. We can't do this and that. Like, you don't do... Uh, Fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I've actually never done fantasy football in my life. And so they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We are going to get you a team. Mm. It's not going to be the Bengals. We're going to get you a team. And I said, I'm in. So they laid out several teams. How they laid them out was I had a connection with the team somehow, some way. Mm. So the teams were the Minnesota Vikings, okay. the tight end. Kyle Rudolph mm. played in my basketball program. Mm. I know Kyle real well. So I could be a Vikings fan. Um, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. okay, because of Greg Scruggs. Mm-hmm. But he ended up getting, um, I don't know if he got let go or got picked up by the mm-hmm. um, Patriots. I don't know how that stuff works. But uh, the Colts. And the only reason they, they uh, put the Colts in there was because easy drive. Mm. Colts weren't far away. And then the Rams. My neighbor growing up, um, her husband's brother worked for the Rams. Mm. And I knew him. He played football at Miami Oxford. Mm. So I knew him. So he was working for Miami. The Miami head coach, I'm sorry, the Rams head coach played for the Miami Redhawks. Did you know that? Mm. Mm -mm. So he, McVay, is friends with my friend mm. who lives up in Oxford. They hung out. They text. They still text to this day. Wow. So I had to connect. So finally we break it down. We eliminate the Vikings because I knew Kyle was going to eventually get traded. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be like, he's now traded and I'm stuck with right. the purple and gold. Yeah. And then Greg got let go by the Seahawks. So they were out. Mm-hmm. And the Colts, like, I just... I just don't like the Colts uniforms. <laughs> and then those helmets are terrible. Isn't it just like the worst, like the plain? So we went with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I have been in. I've been a Rams wow. fan. I watch the games. Like, And now they're in L.A. And now they're in L.A. So year one, I was not allowed to actually cheer for them. Once they selected, mm-hmm. once, once I got the Rams, because what happened was the Rams, the first year that they selected the Rams – for, for me to, to be my team, the Rams were picked to win the Super Bowl. And they were like, you can't jump in now. And it, it would seem so bandwagon. Mm. So I had to kind of wait a year. And then they weren't as good, so I was all in. But I rooted for them that, that whole first year. So I've been all in, man. I follow the drafts. I follow 
I'm getting some Rams gear. Uh, I'm going. I'll be in LA. I'm gonna buy some more. I'm gonna go actually go to the stadium here, uh, their new stadium, which is unbelievable. Mm. Wow. So I'm all in, and I think my Rams are gonna win the Super Bowl this uh, this year. I think mm. they got a chance. Depends on how the quarterback does. I think we're gonna win the Super Bowl. So is that cool? You, I, I mean, mean, that's fine. No, the explanation. I mean, whether fine. you whether you I agree mean, with the reason and with, but I mean that yeah. I are mean, you a you're a Bengals fan? Yes. You know what? Holy shit! I just thought about this. God, I forgot this. We were recording a podcast when Joe Burrow got hurt. And I was talking, oh. and you go, I, I, in the middle of the podcast, <laughs> you put your phone down. You go, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought I said some like, great stuff. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying, Stu? And you're like, no, no, no. Burrow got hurt. I'm I like, remember what? That. Wow. But we all knew he was going to get hurt. Well, we, we, we didn't know what the offensive line, right? Man, man, man. Yeah. That's sad. Um, now, but he's back. Now, if the Bengals bring Ocho back to do what? <laughs> Water- they brought him back. No, 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 no. No, no see, no, no, they no. brought him back, and, and they involved him in the program. That should be enough for you to come back. No, no, they no, no, brought no. him back. He was in the jersey with the cigar. You remember that? The, you talk about the uniform unveil. Yes, he was a model for the uniform unveil. So you think that's going to bring? No, listen to what I'm saying. Yes, would if, you want him if, to be back on the squad? No, 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 no. no. Listen, <laughs> you, you got to let me finish this All one. Right, go ahead. So, see, I'm see, see, cruising. I'm moving stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a little inside joke, folks. When never mind, we move stuff when we, we get excited. So I'm moving my phone and everything around. So if the Bengals bring back Ocho Cinco in some sort of capacity, maybe coach, um, public relations, where he's living in Cincinnati, working for the Bengals, and he hits me up and goes, Meech, we need you back. I am in. <laughs> He's got to hit you up, too. So he has to hit you up? He needs to hit me up. Now, do I know Ocho Cinco? No. However, what did we see that one time? Tell him. Oh, tell I, the people. I tell you what I saw, and I'll tell you exactly. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we were at an AAU tournament. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I thought that we were at an AAU tournament. Okay. Remember that tournament I saw you and I took a video Louisville. of you? Louisville, yeah. Was that Louisville? I think it was around that time. It was, in, it was at Louisville that you that you tried to... I, well, no, you tried. You, I, I thought yeah. I saw... <laughs> I thought I saw Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> and as I got closer, I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I was on Instagram and... Uh, Chad Ochocinco is actually my favorite Bengal of all time and favorite football player of all time. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. When I, like I was that. younger, I played receiver. Um, did you wear 85? I did. Good. Very good. <laughs> and I, I took pride in my footwork too. You know what I'm saying? Sideline catches and everything. But So I follow him still because he's also a part of a show that I love to watch. And that's the I Am Athlete podcast yep. with I've, I've seen him, that. B. Marshall, and um, a couple other guys. But... Um, it's a good show. So I follow him, and he posted something on, story. on his story, mm-hmm. right? And he was at, I didn't know what it was. I just saw he was, like, sitting down, you know, like, maybe in some chairs in the stands of, like, a game or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I looked at the uh, the guy sitting next to him, and I was like, Mage? 
Yeah. I was highly confused. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was confused. A lot of people were... I was highly confused. And I was like, wow. I was like, beaches everywhere. I'm like, there's 10 beaches out there. <laughs> there's got to be 10 beaches. No, the, the, and I think I talked about this on the podcast one time before. He came to Midnight Madness at mm. UC, and um, they had me sit with him. And uh, being my favorite Bengal, we sat there. It was just he and I. There was like nobody else around us. Yeah, I was just, I was confused. <laughs> we was like, there was like 30 chairs to our right and left, and it's just he and I I'm like... sitting there. Um, yeah, and then, and then I posted it, and then he like, Re uh, reposted on his story. It was funny, but I need a I need a call or text from Ocho Cinco to pull me back in. What if and he then, What if he <clears throat> texts you and he, but he doesn't? He's not back in the city. He's okay. not. What if he's just like I think you need to come go back to being a Bengals fan. If he reaches out, I'll consider it. Yes, yes. You know what? I think when he posted that, that was his way. That was saying. his way. <laughs> that was his way. Why else would he do that? That's what he do. That. I think that was his way. I'm I just still, I, I still need to call or text. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, wow, we've we've covered a lot of, we've covered a lot. This is so we're at seventeen ninety five for this podcast. Seventeen dollars yes. Um, so I, I listen. The the point is, I hope that we are able to navigate through the fall and winter with whatever Delta variant, whatever we're going to face with yeah. this COVID situation and able to, to, to kind of manage through it. Um, because I mean, like I said, I want to see the Bengals do well. Everyone see what Joe Burrow, do. the Reds are like, as long as Stu doesn't go to a game, the Reds are winning and like, actually the, it broke. It broke. I went, Let me, the last one I went to, can I say it for all the people that may, may not know? Go ahead. Whenever Stu Holt goes to a Reds game, they lose or Bengals. I didn't. I didn't tell people that because I didn't want to seem like I'm just out here ruining the city. But it's, so it's been you, no, all no, this time. I, but I don't go to the games like that. Okay, I stopped for a reason. Okay, I stopped for a reason. But I so yeah. so just Reds games. Just they they lose when you show up. Mm-hmm. So they've been winning, and you went to a game. And they won. The I did last, not know this. The last one I went to, I posted it on my story. They they won. But you know what? Oh, was this the one where they almost lost? Oh they my were, goodness! <laughs> yeah, you did post it. Man, it was like six to zero. It was like six to zero or something like that going into the eighth. I think it was like six to did one. They, they won six to five. He didn't post it. I posted it when they won. I posted it. But I was when they were coming back. I was like, I I almost felt like people was looking at me. <laughs> like, oh, he here. That's what, I, I, I was looking straight ahead. I was like, man, they probably know I'm here. They were going to beat you up. Yeah, like, if they would have lost that game, get that would have been the ultimate sign. Get them. Like, yeah. if they would have lost that one being up it, like that, and then in the eighth inning. They won. They won. But I still felt it. Them coming back, I'm like, it's still kind of yeah. there. You know. Have you been to a game since? No, I have not. Okay. Well, they're doing well now, so don't go and like mess up but anything. But now maybe it's reversed. Well, it, it might be, but just stay away for a little bit. I think I'm going to go. Um, I think I'm going to go. Stu? The, the, the Stu. other team going to hit a home run for the win. I'm going to be the one to catch it. I'm like, oh, there you <laughs> There's it. Stu, I'm a Reds fan. and I, I, I enjoy, When the Reds are playing well, mm-hmm. um, there's a good vibe in the city. So yeah, so stay away from those games. So y'all welcome. Um, I think the Reds, the the Reds, their last games like October third or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think the the seasons coming. Hopefully they can keep uh you know keep winning. I'm not sure how many games out they are right now, but um 
No, I thought it was one and a half. Yeah, they 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 were they were uh, they getting closer and closer. <clears throat> yeah, which is crazy because everyone Castellanos is that how you say it? Uh, what? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> you just making up? No, nah, I thought that's that's how you say it. It was, it was close. How you say that's it? That's it. I mean, I'm gonna mess it up. Nah, nah, that See, was it. He trying to tell me I was close. That's it, Castellanos. Castellanos. Say it again. How do you like one of your campers? How do you? But I like how you. I like how you rolled up. Castellanos. Hey, you ever seen um what movie is that when Mike Epps is in the car with I can't remember the other comedian and Mike Epps is the pimp named uh, Powder and. <laughs> they imp- they they're imp- they're uh, improvising in the what what movie is that? I can't remember that. And Michael Epps accidentally says Natanetta. You never seen this? Nah. Oh, I gotta show you that clip. That that's what that reminded me of because you just like literally made up an extra spice in his name. You like spiced it up a little bit. You're looking it up. You said his name was named what? Cheddar? Huh? His name powder. Was- powder. Oh, powder. Was it full transcript? Huh? Never mind. Are you are you looking the clip up? I tried to look up the name of the movie. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the movie because I think it had something oh, to do with like a college. It was How High. It was How High <laughs> with uh, Red Man and Method Man. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and Mike Epps was the pimp, Powder. Mm. And the other comedian in the car. And Mike Epps is like, not a netta. And the other guy's like, oh, boy, I love it when you say that, not a netta. You never seen this? No. Oh, we're, I'm showing you that clip after. It's not funny when I'm saying it right now, but it, it trust me, it's a you know Mike Epps is is yeah is funny. It's um, hilarious. All right, listen here. Mm-hmm. We got to get serious on something here. Mm. Okay. Okay. Basketball season is coming close. Yes. And then shortly after that, we'll have uh, well during that we'll have Christmas. Hopefully. We have a walk of a lifetime audio book by either basketball <laughs> season or Christmas. My book, Walk of a Lifetime, which came out in 2000. We should have started the process for the audio book in 2000. We are still waiting to get the audio book approved. Maybe they just don't like my voice. I don't know what it is. Maybe they shut down or something. 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 I, we got to hit up Bezos or... Yeah, he's up in space right now. We gotta oh, hit Bezos up in space. My um, yeah, he's. Oh my goodness! But but hopefully, because I'm gonna tell you what this 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 walk of a lifetime audio book mm-hmm. is is very cool because when we recorded this, we we started almost a year yeah. plus ago. Mm-hmm. When we were recording it, and Stu, you know, is producing it. And he's hearing some of the things from the book for the first time. He said, man, this is amazing. He said, man, this is good stuff. And I I just can't wait for, like, those who haven't read the book that prefer listening to stuff on audio to actually hear the stories of the Bearcat times and just um, just some of the the cool stuff in the book. Because you were, when we were recording, it was was very good. Mm-hmm. It was very good, you know. It was, it was powerful, and it, like, like I told you before, uh, every everybody uh, should listen to it. But man, it, if I would have been able to hear that when I was a young athlete, yeah, you know, we we would understand that uh, for all of us, uh, it's a walk of a lifetime. 
you mm. know. So Absolutely. I'm gonna tell it's you what's good, man. I'm telling you, it's really good. Thank it's you. It's really good. Thank you. You know. I tell you what's what's also very good. good. The video rollouts that Cruzy has put together that we're gonna man. launch with this book. When I thought I, I saw the first clip, I was like, Man, this this looked like daggone Oh, you know, a was, Netflix special. It was powerful. Like, yeah. I have them all on my computer, and I'm just, I'm like, I can't wait for the day to roll out. It's this, coming. This, I, I, I hope so because, and then we're gonna do some giveaways. Yeah. Look, oh. I'm gonna say this. It's gonna happen because either one, <laughs> <laughs> either one, they're gonna approve it soon and very soon, or two. Stu, Meech, and Cruzy will be taking a trip to the headquarters. We're going to go see out. No, we're not going to outer space. <laughs> Cruzy said outer space. No, we're going to go to Seattle, which, we're going, which in some ways, parts of Seattle is like outer space. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're going to Seattle. And we're going, we're going to knock on some doors we're and move some furniture on, around. We're going to have to do something. Hey, we're going to move some, move gonna some gonna furniture. To, we're going to have to do something. Um. It's that good. I agree with you. It's that good. And I, I'd like for it to come out right around b-ball season because that's yeah. It, it would be the perfect timing perfect. for that. Um, so uh, we're gonna do some giveaways too. Uh, I got some cool giveaways um, that are gonna roll out with the book. So I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be really good. Speaking of cool giveaways, you know, what I decided that um, because the podcast, the numbers are great. The numbers keep growing, man. Thank you. Shout out all the Bearcat fans that have been listening to the podcast. Um, so we have our own um, apparel group. I have a graphic artist. Shout out Glenn Riley. Best graphic guy in the country, hands down. Um, Glenn's so good. Let me tell you what. Jay-Z's people reached out to Glenn to do a painting. They wanted a painting for this festival they do in Philadelphia. I can't even, Made in America, I think, is the festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, Glenn did, did one of the, the paintings. Wow. For the for the fe- yeah, like that, wow. that that he's that good. Like, um, and, and Glenn is your graphic graphic designer, designer. artist. So like, uh, um, I don't think I have it here with me now, but um, he's done tons of artwork for me over the years um just paintings and different stuff too he's he's just a tremendous artist um but so he's in charge of uh the creative you know um control of our apparel line so so for example um we have our shining star basketball program we have a bunch of shirts and you know different things that are kind of like the uh, spirit wear merchandise by the way if anybody's interested in going and looking at uh you can go to shiningstarsports.org or shine one apparel um and click on and anything you purchase uh from our apparel line um all that money goes back to help out the kids in our program the ones that can't afford it so all of our apparel is 100 percent for um the kids that struggle financially um we have shining star apparel um the the bearcat basketball podcast t-shirt that i'm rocking right now good is available on there which one of my basketball camps i'm running um a gentleman had purchased the podcast shirt and was wearing it wow Yes, and his daughter was was so awesome to have in the program, in the uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, camp. Uh, she was super cool. 
So he showed up and I was like, man, nice t-shirt. He's like, oh, oh man, wow. I listen all the time. He's like, I had to support. I was like, I appreciate that. Um, you can get the podcast shirt on there. Um, we have some other um, Bearcat-themed stuff um, that we've got rolling out. Uh, I posted a picture recently, and I was wearing a shirt um, that has a Jay-Z line. Um, and it's uh, from one of his songs with Beyonce. And he talks about Nick Van Exel. Mm. And um, I'll get in that shirt uh, a little bit more shortly because i wore it when i was in vegas i talk about my vegas trip but a lot of people online wanted that shirt so that shirt will be available i'm gonna probably release that tomorrow so uh, we got a cincinnati shirt uh bearcat themed shirt that we're gonna drop um probably next gosh in the next couple weeks that thing's gonna be be pretty big so everybody's gotta go on there but i'm gonna have some shirts to to give away on Mm -hmm. the podcast moving forward so i'm gonna do some shirt giveaways Mm -hmm. i think it'd be pretty cool um, and then we'll do it, and we'll talk about this here in a minute, but we'll do it Mio's too. We'll do some some mm. shirt giveaways. Let me talk about my Vegas trip real quick. Very good. I just got back from Vegas. I was in Vegas for a week. Mm. Um, I, I do not like Vegas, by the way. Um, well, at least the strip where the actual casinos. I don't gamble. Mm. Um, and the strip's like just wild. There's just like... It's like there's just a they just got a bus that they just drop like it's like let's put all these crazy people on one bus and just drop them off like on the strip and then we'll pick them up and then we'll bring them back tomorrow right. and it's like <clears throat> I whenever I go to Vegas I take a walk on the strip and I'm like what where do you these people come from this is some wild stuff mm. um, but I stayed out in Henderson which is like 30 minutes from the strip and Henderson was beautiful my hotel was off the hook. Shout out Jay Thomas for hooking me up on the hotel, by the way. He's good. He does a great job. He's the hotel guru. He is. The hotel, man, it was in like this private, uh, I forget the name of the little community. Mm. I felt like I was in Italy. Like there was like a, there was like a body of water. Mm -hmm. There was like boats. It was like a boat and then they had like this bridge that was enclosed that went across and there were like all these like homes my, my hotel wasn't that one but it was next to that mm-hmm. it was like on a body of water my hotel had two-story pool there was like a pool like outside pool on the upper and then lower level and then they had a man-made beach it was a man-made beach dang and then there was a hoop it was like a hoop court it was like wow like dang. it was it was it was a great it was a great hotel so anyway wow Oh, when I get to the when I get to the hotel, um, I got there. I took like you know, an early flight. Get there early in the morning, and I go straight to the pool. Mm. And I'm telling you, man, there was nobody. Cause I got there on a Monday. There was like nobody out there. Mm. The lifeguard fell asleep, oh, and wow. he was like a high school kid. They didn't start school to like the the. They probably started this week. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, they didn't. Cause I, I ended up asking him. But he was up there. He was like nodding off and i'm like this dude's about to fall in the water like out of the <laughs> out of the life chair so i go out to swim in the pool and he's up there and i'm like hey bro you are you okay he's like nah man he's like i, I can't he's like there's you've been the only person here for hours mm-hmm. and he's like you might be the only person for a while and uh he's like i'm, I'm falling asleep but anyway it was so 
private. I mean, not private, but it was just there was not a lot of people there. Like they said, during the weekends, it gets crazy. Mm. People start coming in. But I was there Monday through, and I left out on Friday, so I was Monday through Thursday. There was nobody there. Right. But anyway, um, I did a couple things while I was out there. One of which was I went to the NBA Summer League. Good. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you what. I have been to a lot of basketball events, mm-hmm. Stu, cruising. That might have been the best basketball event I've ever been to in my life. Wow. Better than a Final Four. Wow. Um, anything. So the access you have to the players is un. Freaking believable. Mm. So it's at the Thomas and Mack Center is where UNLV plays, and they've got two parts to it. They've got the main gym, which is like an NBA arena, mm. and then they've got the auxiliary gym, which is really nice. Right. <clears throat> so the two games are going on at the same time. You can walk back and forth. You pay for one ticket that covers the entire day. You can watch every game. Wow. And literally, I walk in, and Jalen Suggs is standing right next to me, <laughs> like in line getting popcorn. And he's got a game like in two hours. He's just in the hallway. So all the players had to enter the same way the fans did. Mm. Bol Bol, who's seven two, yeah, he's standing. He's just walking through the. He's walking. He literally walks down the steps to go to his game. He through the stands, <laughs> and kids are like running up and like he's taking pictures. Michael Porter Jr. was sitting in the crowd. Oh man. Um. Westbrook and LeBron showed up. I saw. They were sitting. That you could like literally walk. Now, now they had bodyguards mm-hmm. like around them, but it wasn't impossible to get to them. Right. Um. <clears throat> incredible. The games were really the games are cool because you got to see players that they're like on the verge, right? Yeah. Of. You know, they're gonna make the NBA. They're gonna go to the G League. Or they're gonna go overseas. And then you got like your Caden, Caden Cunningham, Cade Cunningham, uh, Jalen Green, who you know they're gonna be on the team because they pick one and two. Like you get to watch them at their their early stage. Um, just fantastic. I saw like I just watched. I saw so. But what was really cool was to be able to watch a lot of of kids from this area, mm-hmm. which I'm going to get into. Uh, Trey Scott, former Bearcat, was on the uh, C- Cleveland Cavaliers team. Good. Um, and when I was there, I sent him a message, and I said, I'm coming to your game, and he was like, cool. And I come to his game, he played less than two minutes. Oh, wow. And he was pissed. Like I was mm. going to talk to him after the game. He dipped out. And I don't blame him. He was pissed. Yeah. And and I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, why, why would you – why would you, first of all, why would you have a guy on your summer league team for the Cavs or whoever and not play him? Yeah. First of all, who gives a shit if you win a summer league or not? Right. That's not the point. The point is to evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. And you can't evaluate talent if you don't. And plus, some of these guys are playing to maybe get a G League contract. They're not even trying to make the Cavs or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're So... So, like, both times I see Trey, it's like he, he doesn't play much and blah, blah, blah. And then I leave, and then, like, like I leave Vegas, and, like, the next couple games he, like, plays well. And he's done seeing, like, highlights on Instagram. And I message him, like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I leave, and you're, like, balling. He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, I was like, congrats, man. I was like, keep doing your thing, man. So, it's good. I can get – I. And he, 
because when he didn't play like two minutes and then he played like four minutes the other game, I was like, I, he doesn't want to see me. You know, he mm. wants to go back to his hotel. So I didn't get to run into Trey. I got a chance to see your guy, Macy Oteague. Very good. Unbelievable story, man. Oh, man. Unbelievable story. Man. I go to his game, mm-hmm. and he played in auxiliary gym. And I grab a seat. And it just so happens that um, a guy who worked for the UC strength pro, the strength uh, staff for UC basketball, um, he's no longer with UC. He's looking to get in the NBA. He was there. Mm. And he sent me a message on Instagram. He's like, hey, I'm, at, I'm in Vegas, too. I saw you're here. I'll be at the games. Why don't you come join me? I was like, cool. I'm going to go watch Maceo play for the Jazz. He's like, I'll meet you there. So he saves me a seat. I get there. And uh, we sit down. He's like, I'm second row. Like, got real good seats. Perfect. So we end up sitting behind the Jazz people, like some of the executives and people. Like, I didn't know that's who they were. Because mm. they were like, one dude was like wearing a red shirt. <laughs> and, then you know, they're not even red. All right. And the guy had like just a totally different, like, I didn't even know it was them. All right. So I'm talking to the to the guy that I'm with, and I'm like, man, Maceo. I'm I'm like hyping up Maceo, not knowing who these dudes are. Right. And I'm like, I said I said this. I said it out loud too. And I wasn't saying it so they could hear it because I didn't know who they were. I said Maceo Teague is one person I would never bet against mm-hmm. because every situation he gets into, he finds a way to become successful. Mm-hmm. And it's not by his, 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 like, he doesn't have, like, this unbelievable, like, athletic talent, height and all that. It's mm-hmm. just there's something about Maceo. Mm. And I'm talking, and I'm like, and the guy next to me um, is asking me, like, what school? And I, I kind of tell him about Walnut Hills, and I'm like, Dan, and he makes the Baylor, and then they win, and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm saying this, mm-hmm. Maceo, at the end of the quarter, Hits a three, the other team races down. So he hits a three mm-hmm. to put them up. The other team races down to shoot a three. Maceo sprints down and blocks the guy's three. I've seen that you play. saw that? I saw that play, yeah. And I looked at my guy and I said, That's Maceo in a nutshell, right there. Mm. The two biggest plays of the game thus far at the most important time, right there. And a the guy in front of me turns around and he goes, You are so right. Mm. Now I look at him like, who who are you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm with the Jazz. And he was like, we love Maceo. And he goes, matter of fact, I coached him at Baylor. And I was like, really? Wow. He was like, yeah, I left Baylor and went to the Jazz. And I, I, I assume he's one of the guys responsible for mm-hmm. helping with that. And he was like, everything you said, he said, you hit it on the head. Wow. And, like, and they end up signing him. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. <clears throat> Amazing. Wow. So Maceo, so... Um, you know, Maceo and I know each other. Mm-hmm. We're not like you know super close or anything like that. Like I didn't even I didn't send him a message before the game. I just showed up to the game. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know I'm there. Right. So <clears throat> game's over, and they're playing an the auxiliary gym. So it's kind of you know it's it's um, it's not like enormous. So you can like kind of get close to the players. Right. <clears throat> so Maceo's walking off the court, and I walk to where the tunnel is, where mm-hmm. he's walking to. And I got the mask on because mm-hmm. you had to be masked up up in the arena. Right. So I go, uh, Maceo. And he like turns around and he looks at me. And then as I'm pulling down my mask, he looks at my shoes. He's like, 
Meech. <laughs> and I barely have my mask. And I pull my mask down. He's like, man, I knew it was you. All I do is look at the shoes. And he comes over. And uh, we talk for, for a little bit. And uh, we take a picture. And I send it to Stu because that's Stu's guy. Yeah. Stu's like, what'd you say? Very good. Very good. Very so, good. So, of course, Stu says very good. So, later on, mm-hmm. we that was early in the day. We're staying. We're watching the 8 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, Deuce McBride, mm. and so we're sitting there. And who comes walking up the steps? Maceo. Mm. So Maceo's walking up the steps of the arena, right where we're sitting. Right. And I'm like Maceo. He's like, Oh, what's up? And I was like, Yeah, we got an empty seat right here. He's like, All right. So he sits with us. And I said, I sent that picture to Stu, and he was like, Let me guess. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, he said, actually said, very good. He's like, yep, that's Stu. <laughs> good. I started, good. I started cracking up. <laughs> that's and, hilarious. Uh, we talked for a while, man. You talk about an incredible, incredible kid, man. Yeah. Really smart, engaging. Man. Um, super impressive. Man. All around. All around. I hope he, I hope he makes it. Yeah. In the league, or just somehow finds his way. You know, even if he's got a, even if he gets signed, gets thrown down to the G League, comes back, just works his way, he'll find a way. Oh, he he always finds a way. Always. He always finds a way. I also had a chance to uh, watch Deuce McBride, who is uh, from Cincinnati, uh, played at West Virginia for Bob Huggins, um, and is now playing for the New York Knicks. And he was a big time like star at the mm-hmm. summer league from a standpoint of, like. Like, there are a lot of freaking Knicks fans. And I don't know why. Like, I understand it's New York. It's a big city. The Knicks were good at one point. But, you know, the Knicks have sucked for a while. But I'm telling you what, those fans love Deuce. Um, I did not get a chance to catch up with Deuce because every time he always had, like, a late game. Mm -hmm. And they made you leave the arena or whatever. So I I couldn't catch up with him. Mm -hmm. But here's an interesting fact for you. Deuce McBride, top pick from the New York Knicks, should be a starting guard for the Knicks. Do you know what street he grew up on in Cincinnati? No. Stu Holt, you don't know. <laughs> Which, like the name of the street? Yes. Or is it a significant... The name of the street. The name of the street. Oh. Nick Avenue. I have no. I, I okay. I get what you're saying. No, no. Okay. I, Westminster I, Drive. Guess what street I grew up on. Westminster Drive. Westminster Drive. Deuce grew up seven houses from me. Oh wow. His house is seven houses from where I grew up. Wow. Deuce and I grew up on the same street. Mm-hmm. Guess who Deuce played college basketball for? Bob Huggins. Oh, my goodness. Guess who I played for? Bob, Bob Huggins. Huggins. How crazy is that? Wow. I told Hugs one day, I said, Hugs, you, did you know that Deuce grew up on the same street as me? He was like, wait a minute, what? He's like, I've been to his house to recruit. I, I went and sat in his house. I was like, you were seven houses from my dad. I'm on my dad. And he was like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. And we both played for you. Mm. And he's like, man, there's something in the water. It's something. Something in the water. 
If you want to make it. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. I'm about to move. I, so I, I'm about I, to move. To I, think it's, I think it's too late for you to do it. So I, uh, it's never too late. It's never too late? <laughs> With the hip huggins up now. <laughs> now guess, guess, guess what street I live on. <laughs> hugs, I live on Westminster Drive. Um, but gosh, I mean, I, I'm so happy to see Deuce um, and his success. Uh, yeah. Also, Carly Jones. Mm-hmm. I did not get a chance to see Carly play. Because um, the the two nights, the two days that I went, the Mavs had off nights. And the other two nights that he played, I couldn't go because I was getting a new tattoo. He was getting a new tattoo. And your tattoos look great. Thank you. They look great. They look, um, they look amazing. You know, it's... Very well done. I said it's peeling, still fresh. Yes, it's peeling right still now. Still fresh. You know, I know it had to hurt though. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> um, so I've got my entire left arm now is is covered, mm-hmm. and in my left chest. And it took this sitting took 11 hours. I had part of my arm done before the pandemic, and that took 12 because Ooh. part of my back's that so 11 hours i'm gonna tell you right now cruising that shit hurt oh oh yeah he got on his elbow to get it right oh the elbow the the chest though oh it's worse oh the chest was the worst the worst thing i've ever had tattoo wise yeah it was um well on the on the as you can see, the I've got uh, right below my, um, in the middle of my chest, kind of the upper part of my chest, mm-hmm. below my neck, um, I have a charm, which was my great-great-grandmother, who was an American Indian, she would wear this charm in, in the pictures that I saw. So I got that tattooed, because I actually, I showed you a picture of her, mm-hmm. I look like her. Yeah. Um, so I have that tat. That hurt. I was like... I thought, look like that would hurt. Oh my god! I thought I'm going into it. I'm like, this is such a great idea. I'm getting my great great grandmother <laughs> from like 1912, like a picture that's in my house, and the charm of like her tribe or whatever. And I'm getting halfway through that. I'm like, man, this was a terrible idea. That's, that's not. That's not really. That's not really on on your chest or nothing. That's like no muscle. That's, it's like that's like by my neck. Yeah. Like yeah. Collarbone. Right? Yeah. He, it's getting, right here. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, hurt. Ooh, did, yeah, that, that hurt. Would, yeah, that's not a. That's that, that didn't feel. I don't know how some people do the other stuff. Like, like if I have on a long sleeve shirt, you don't know I have tattoos. Right. But there are people that have them up their neck, on their heads, yeah. and just. I'm like, you, either you on some some stuff <laughs> that you don't feel like. I don't, I don't mean that if anybody's listening that has that stuff, but like you have to be on something else to. Yeah. To because they didn't have nothing for you. So. I'm eight hours into the tattoos cruising in pain. And my tattoo artist goes, hey, um, do you want any numbing cream? I'm like, huh? You had numbing cream this whole time? And I'm sitting here. Sh- I'm shivering. I'm literally shivering from the, the pain. And, and, you know, the, 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 I guess the office we were in to do it, which was a really nice place we were, I was getting the tattoos done at. Um, it was cold. It was like chilly. They kept mm. the room. Also, it was cold. That's why you. It was shivering. cold. No, I was shivering. Be- well, 
one, it was cold, but from the uh, shock of just the it constant. It probably wasn't even cold. You probably was just in shock. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it wasn't cold in there? No, it it was a little chilly in there, but okay. the shock, he told me that was going to happen. Wow. So keep in mind, it's 109 degrees in Vegas. So I walk outside of, after I get the tat, I walk outside. And this is 109 degrees. I stood in front of my car just with my, my arms out. And my eyes closed, just taking in the just like thought, like somebody probably like, oh, some like crazy 50. people in Vegas. They, did, they thought I was on that bus that dropped everybody off. Oh, like, man, oh, I was the bus must have forgot. <laughs> he must have escaped they, they off go the bus. The, I'm telling you, I was like, oh, and I was man. like, man, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do this anymore. Like, mm. this might be. I told my tattoo artist, I said, he's a really Mario. Shout out Mario. He's a great, great guy. I was like, Mario, this might be it. This might be it on the tattoos. And he goes, yeah, I'll see you in a couple months. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Um, But anyway, on the side, you know what that is, Cruzy? On on the side there? Oh, of course I know what that is. What is that? That's the, uh, it's from the Jordan Union. Yep, the Jordan. So so every inch of my tattoo has to do with either my family or my life's journey. And Mm. um, I have uh, the four blocks from the side, the iconic Jordan uniforms for my Bearcat time. That's amazing. And here's one thing I didn't tell you this yet. Mm. You guys see this here? Yeah. So I'm a big polka dot guy, mm-hmm. but that is a playoff. You can't really tell, but it's a playoff, the top part of the sea paw. Mm. You see that yeah. now? Yeah. But you can't really, it's an artistic version of it. Most yeah. people can't a tell. Abstract, a little abstract. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's, so I wanted like, Every part to have, like, you know, I went to Roger Bacon High School or the Spartans, mm-hmm. and um, I have the spears from mm-hmm. the uh, shield, mm-hmm. which my graphic artist, Glenn Riley, Glenn and I Ian? did yeah. for Roger Bacon. Wow. We, we designed that, and I got that. So everything's family and uh, my journey in life, so... Mm-hmm. I, might, I, might be, I might be finished with the tats, but... Um, What's on your arm? What? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> What's on your horn? That might be the next segment, man. That might be the next where people tell their story. That's true. I, I could oh, based I could, on they I, I could seriously break down every section of this. Because a lot of people tell, tell their story. story through their tattoos. Very true. I, I mean I literally could tell you some crazy stories through that's a good that's a good one. See? That's a good one. Yeah, I was looking What's at me on like on? Yeah, I was me? like, what are you talking about? Um <laughs> oh, let me let me let me say this real quick. Um, so uh, when I was at the summer league, I ran into Kenyon Martin. Mm. Um, his son was playing. Uh, mm. KJ uh, talked with Ken. Took a picture of him, posted it. Um, we caught up, and he said, "Man, he's hyped up. He's all ready to do episode 100." Good. So we're gonna knock that out. So episode 100 will be Kenyon Martin. Then, so check this this out. I'm sitting in the stands, and I haven't seen Nick Van Exel or talked with Nick Van Exel in years. Mm. My favorite Bearcat of all time is Nick Van Exel. Mm. And I heard he was there. Mm. In fact, Derek Anderson, who used to play for the University of Kentucky, I follow him on Instagram. I know him decently well. He posted a picture at the Summer League with Nick Van Exel. Mm. And now I'm like, hey, man. So I wore my shirt. My Nick Van Exel t-shirt, my first day of the Summer League. 
And when I took a picture with Kenyon, I had on a Nick Van Exel t-shirt. Mm. <clears throat> and so I don't see Nick, though. Right. So when I go back Friday, I, I got my tattoo and all that on Wednesday and Thursday. So I go back Friday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not wearing my Nick Van Exel t-shirt. And where I'm sitting at, to my right, they've got this, like, kind of blocked-off area for all the NBA scouts. And for some reason, I just like felt like this. I just looked to my right and looked up, and I see this guy got on a Nike hat, kind of like Cruzy has on right now, mm-hmm. and a mask. And I'm like, so I tell my buddy, I was like, I think that's Nick Van Exel. And he's like, how how could you tell? That's not Nick Van Exel because you can't even see dude's face. I'm All like. Right. Nick Van Exel is my favorite player. That's Nick Van Exel. I can just tell by how he's standing. The guy, mm. and so this guy is like standing up. He's like, "Hey, Nick," I said, "I'm gonna tell you what. We're gonna walk over there." And I said, "I'm gonna walk right in that section that I'm not supposed to be in." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I'm gonna walk right up to dude." He's like, oh, "I don't know about this." So we walk up. I see him. I step into that like private section, mm-hmm. and the dude has his back kind of like turned, and I'm like. Nick, and the guy turns and looks at me. I'm like, man, I have been looking for you. <laughs> it was Nick Van Exel. Oh, wow. And he's like, what's up, Mitch? Oh, so wow. he gives me a dap, and we start talking, and we call my father because he knows my dad, and he talks to my dad, which my dad just absolutely loved that. They talk for like 15 minutes. I'm oh, like, wow. dad, we got to go. Like, I'm right. talking with Nick. So I'm like, Nick. I wore this shirt yesterday that I want to show you, and I showed him the shirt. He was like, what? He was like, you wore that, I wore it Tuesday. And he was like, and then you see me today and don't have it on. I'm like, I know. I was like, we got to take a picture. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. So, and I said, Nick, man, I said, hey, listen, I want to get you on my podcast. Hmm. Are you in? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. He's like, anytime, man, let me know. So Nick Van Exel on on the podcast. Good. I ran into uh, Jermaine Tate, who used to play for the Bearcats, was my teammate. His son, uh, Jay Sean and Jalen, are playing with the cat or the uh, Rockets, excuse me. And uh, so I saw him. It was great to catch up with him. Man, he's a really, really good, really good guy. So my Vegas trip was was very successful, man. As far as like seeing some of the former Bearcats, then I go like I get back home and I get on Instagram and Hugs shows up. Uh-huh. And Hugs takes oh, a I picture. I think I've seen that. I think yeah. I seen. Hugs takes a picture with Van Exel and Kenyon, like right in the area that I took a picture with them. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm like, that is a legendary picture right yeah, there. Yeah. Like it doesn't get any much better than Ken Hugs and yeah. Van Exel, three goats. Right. Um, wow. Now tomorrow, late, late in the night, Cruzy, I'm headed to L.A. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll be in L.A. for a week. So this will be the last podcast for a little while. Wait, what about, uh, what about Bibby? Oh, snap. Oh, my yeah, Mike Bibby story. Yeah, you saw Bibby. My bag, my bag. So, okay. So I'm in my seat, and I look in that scouting box. This was on Tuesday. I look in the scouting box, and I'm like, that's Mike Bibby. And I don't know Mike Bibby. Obviously, I watched him growing up. But my friend um, handles Mike Bibby's shoes. He's a Jordan athlete. So my guy that works for Jordan handles his shoes. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go up and say something to Bibby. So I walk over 
and he's in that scouting section. I'm like, hey, Mike, uh, how you doing? He was like, what's up? And I was like, hey, we got a mutual friend, Jamal. And then he was like, oh, you know Jamal. So we start talking, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we start talking about shoes, of course. So we had a great, great conversation about shoes. And then I was like, hey, man, let's get a let's get a picture together. I'm going to send it to Jamal. He was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Now, I got to say this. <clears throat> when we took the picture, Bibby's friend was with him. My my friend sat in his seat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Bibby's friend, I, I asked his friend, I said, hey, by the way, his friend had on a, like a watch with a million diamonds in it. <laughs> I don't know who this dude was, but... Uh, I said, hey, will you take this picture for him? And he was like, yeah, for sure. So I hand him my phone, and his diamonds like were blinding me. And so we take this picture. So Bibby's in the like the private uh, scouting thing, and I kind of walked in there. But I'm on like the lower step. <laughs> Bibby's on the upper step. Right. So we take this picture, uh-huh. and I post it. And everyone's like, yo, Biggie, uh, Bibby's a giant. And like, <laughs> Think about that. You, I was like, and I'm like, oh, snap, it does. So I'm like telling people, like, look, he's on the upper step, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, me, shut up. Like, I'm like, I'm really not that small. Cause he's, yeah, he is, he's definitely bigger. He's a little bit taller than me. Um, he's, his shoulders are way broader than mine. He's, he's like way, way broader shoulders. But I'm like, He's not that much bigger than me. He's on the upper step. Because I'm like, look at the picture of me and Kenyon. I'm like, Kenyon looks less bigger. <laughs> am I saying this right? Less bigger than than Bibby does. Uh, Bibby right. looks like he's like way taller than Kenyon does right. in in our picture. So that was that was pretty fun. But no, it was good. To, and Bibby was like, as promised. He was my buddy's always said he's a really nice guy. He was really really nice guy. Wow. So that was that was a. Uh, Nice man. I think you commented. You said something he, to me. He's, a, always, he's, I don't know he's one of your favorite. Like, right oh yeah, the shoes, yeah, man. Got my favorite, like, Bibby had some Jordan exclusives. Yeah, for Kings and all that good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really good guy. Now, <clears throat> let me put this energy out there. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm gonna be in LA all week, and obviously in LA there are a lot of stars. Okay, so. Gosh, I forget when this was, but um, one of my trainers, one of the guys that I that that I work out with, that trains me, um, Nick, and my good buddies. I'm going to L.A. and he's a big Nipsey Hustle fan, and Nipsey's alive. And he's, I say to him, I said, "Man, I'm headed to L.A." And he's like, "Man, do me one favor, man." He was like, "Go to Nipsey's store, the the marathon," and he was like. Get a picture with Nipsey, man. You got to get a picture for me. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do that. Because Nipsey hangs out in front of his store, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though he's like, you know, a famous rapper. Yeah. And so I go to L.A. and I forget. I totally forgot to go. Mm. And I get back and I see Nick. And Nick's like, I ain't see you post a picture. And I was like, man, you know what? It's So the way L.A. set up, I was like, where his where his store is, um, it was so far away from like where I was. I'd had to. I was like, I just forgot to do it. He's like, man. Next day, Nipsey gets shot and killed. It was the next day. The next day. 
So was that his store too, wasn't it? It was out front of his store. This is a true story. I go into the gym to see Nick, and we just look at each other, and Nick's like, "How? How was that possible?" He was like, "We talked yesterday. You just got back from L.A., and I was giving you crap about not taking a picture with him, and he gets shot and killed the next day in front of his store. This is—I swear, this is a true story." Wow. How crazy is that? He and I, so he he blasts Nipsey's music always while we work out. Like, you don't hear anything but Nipsey. Still to this day. <clears throat> and every time his song comes on, like, hustle and motivate. Mm. We, like, look at each other. And we're just like, that was, cra- that was the craziest thing. Wow. So, anyway, I was just going to say, if I'm out there and you could pick somebody and you're like, hey, if you... Meet if you meet this person, get a picture with them. Who would it be? And they would live in L.A. or whatever. Yeah, live in L.A. or just somebody that you know is an L.A. person. <sighs> hmm. See, here's the sad thing. Uh, it's not funny. You were gonna Crazy. say you were gonna say Kobe. See, you were gonna say Kobe. I know. That's that's the that's the only person that's yeah. in my mind right now. Yeah. Because but, that's my like number one LA person. Right, right. Um, right, which I is terribly sad. I can't think. I don't even know who's out there. Like, who's <sighs> out there? I mean, I guess everybody's out everybody's there. Everybody's out there. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> out there. Well, if that's the case, uh, I don't know, man. Cruz, do you got somebody? Uh, I'll give you John Mayer. John Mayer. Mm. John Mayer. Very good. That's good. Very good. I think he lives like in like. Uh, he lives in like Portland now or somewhere, but he used to live in L.A. But he comes back and forth. I'm sure he, yeah. All I'm saying is this: I don't, I, I don't. John Mayer's a good one. I, I don't think this person lives in L.A. Who's that? I'm, I'm about to get to it. Oh, oh, it's a build up. My bad. Yeah, it's a build up. It's okay, but this is this is a picture. That I'm, there's two pictures I'm waiting for. With me? Yes. There's two pictures. It's not Bibby. It's not Bibby. It's two pictures that mm. uh, I think you will get. Uh, current pictures. Okay. One, uh, it's pretty obvious. I think you're going to get a current picture with MJ. Ooh. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I don't know how. Okay. I don't know when. Okay. I don't know Michael where. Michael Jordan. I but like I, it. I, but I believe it's going to happen. Okay. And number two. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe that this is going to happen, and you would be happy. Ah, Jay Z, good. <laughs> yes, yes. If I see Jay Z, if you get a picture of Jay Z, get a picture with Jay Z. If you get a picture with Jay Z, it's a wrap. If you get a picture of Jay Z, you can retire your social media. Yes. After you post that. Yes. If I get a picture with Jay Z, I will never take a picture with another person again. I'm yeah. just going to shut all social media. Here's down. the question, That's my guy. Uh-huh. Are you ready for this? What am I going to say? There's 10 seconds left to go in the shot clock of whatever. Mm-hmm. There's only time for one picture. MJ's right there. Jay-Z's right there. You can only get one. Which one are you, which one are you getting? Well, I got to go with Jay-Z because I've, I've already been in a picture like with MJ. Okay. Jay-Z, so, Mike Tyson. Oh. You only can get one. Because you know that's the one guy I want to meet yeah. is like like I'm a big Jay Z fan, 
And then you but look I, back and you're like, dang, they go Allen Iverson. So which one? <laughs> oh, snap. You only get one. Oh, man. You only get one. I feel like I could, okay, I feel like I could meet Allen Iverson again. Like, I feel like I could get close okay. to him because okay. he's friends with Dermar Johnson. Okay. And so I think I can get close to AI. Okay. If I see Tyson, I don't think I'll ever see Tyson again. Mm. Jay-Z's so hidden. Yeah, it's hard to see him too, though. It's hard, like... I almost feel like I'd see Tyson again before I would see Jay-Z. Like, he just seems mm. like he's just so... It's like the older he gets, the more he's, like, less visible. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, I, so, for me, Mike Tyson, to me, is one of the most fascinating people, like, ever. I know that sounds crazy, but if you really, really think about it mike tyson comes from the inner city from new york does anybody know who his mom or dad is i don't mm. i don't even know gets raised by uh customado the, the the white guy takes care of him he turns into this phenom so you've got a guy who's at the bottom who makes it to the top who then hits rock bottom again, mm. who then now is kind of in the middle, but yet now he's probably more at peace than he's ever been in his entire life. Mm. Like right where he's at now. It's just a, he's just a fascinating person just to kind of listen to him. It's, I, I've, I've always wanted to meet him and just like, just like talk with them. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm not the biggest like. Here, I don't know if people can hear you, Cruzy, but why don't you? I was just gonna say uh, I'm not the biggest like fighting fan, but I just somehow find myself like watching Mike Tyson interviews, like recent ones. Yeah. And he he just seems like such a cool guy, like such right. a cool dude. Like that's all I had to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fighting fan, but I just love watching I, him talk. I, I I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by. It. I've like got his said, got his see, book. You can tell he's at like, he Right. Just, yeah. He's like I don't care if I'm. Rich or poor at this point, like mm-hmm. I, I am what I am, and I'm at I'm at peace with who I am. I mean, just just like the whole stories of when he was at the the height of his fighting career, and he was like doing cocaine before one fight. The Buster Douglas, the one he lost, he was like doing. Co- he had like tigers in his in his house here in Ohio. Like he lived in Ohio in a mansion and had like tigers, like. He was supposed to go party with Tupac the night Tupac was killed. Because mm. Tupac was at the fight versus Bruce oh, Seldon yeah. and Tyson. Tyson was supposed to go meet him. Mm. Um, and, and Mike Tyson says he thinks he could have prevented Tupac from being killed because he would have pulled him in a different direction mm. that particular night. <clears throat> um, just like the stories are just unbelievable, man. Like... I don't know, man. It's tough. Like I've always wanted to meet Mike Tyson, and I think getting a picture with him might be the, the the, the ultimate of all ultimate. Like I, 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 I don't so know. Who are, you, who are you going with? <laughs> so so tell me tell me this tell me the room again. The the situation. Yeah. You you only have time to get one picture. And who are all the people? You got Mike Tyson. Right I'll put there. them in order. Okay, you got Tyson. You got Tyson. Yeah, okay. Then you looked over. Oh man, it's Jay Z. Jay Z. Right. And then you look back and you're like, they go Allen Iverson. Yep. And then Bieber walks in. Mm. Oh, and then Justin Bieber walks in. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <Dang, that's laughs> Beeb's my guy, man. Beeb's 
Dang, that's a good one, Cruzy. Bieber just walked in. Ooh, Biebs. You Biebs. only got time for one. Biebs another fascinating. You talk about somebody yeah. hitting yeah. rock bottom and then... Um, so I'm going to put an order. I'm going to go... I hate to do this to, 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 to Sean Carter, but I'm going to go Tyson 1, mm. Jay-Z 2. Okay. Um... Bieber three, mm. AI four. Mm. What well, did you say? Michael Jordan was in the room. No, Michael Jordan wasn't in the room for this one, right? I mean, he he was there originally. I'm not gonna lie, but then you was like, I got, I got, you said I had, you already had a picture. I had a so. picture with yeah, standing talking to him. Somebody took one from afar, and I got that. But we you still would be tempted. Oh, if I see him again, we're gonna take a picture. Like, <laughs> no, we, we're going. If we're he gonna, was in that room, and, and Jordan he, doesn't take pictures like that, right? With like just regular people. I'm a regular person. Like he doesn't take pictures like that. I'm telling you, um, you would be tempted. If he was in that room with those people, you would still be like, "Dang, it's MJ though." So, MJ. yeah, and MJ's. So my one of my best friends works for MJ. So mm-hmm. like I've been in the room when when MJ's called my friend, like mm. literally called. Him. I was in. a... I hate to put this out there, but. I shouldn't. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I have been. Listen to this. This is gonna drive you crazy. MJ called my friend. My friend declined the call. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Declined the call, and I went. You wait, 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 wait. wait. I was like, <laughs> you just hit decline on the goat. <laughs> But the goat called him so much, right. like talks to him so frequently. It's just like it's yeah. not. Yeah, I was like, "Holy moly, donut shop! You just declined." So I would say, I would say Tyson, Tyson right now is number one on my list, M- most fascinating person. Then, as big a Jay Z fan as I am, I've, I've just, I've never been like overly, like s- trying to like meet him. Mm. Um, I, I think I feel like I just feel like I know so much, but like, like. Mayweather. Funny thing about Mayweather, just to tell Mayweather's story, like for years, I became a huge fan of Mayweather because of his boxing style and his approach to detail. Like, mm. he's like so detailed. That's what makes him great, right? Attention to detail. <clears throat> yeah. And as he started to like hit that rise, like I always would post about Mayweather, watch his fights, talk about him. And I guess the energy was just right, and it just all kind of synced up to where, I mean, one night I'm in Vegas, and through a mutual friend that knows him, I end up in the Mayweather Boxing Club, and I'm talking with Mayweather. I'm at the, we go to a comedy show with him. I've been with him, like, plenty of times. Take a, He's another fascinating guy to actually talk to. Mm-hmm. Very, very intelligent. I remember when I took that picture with, with uh, I've taken several with, Mayweather, but the first time I took a picture with him and I posted it, man, people went crazy. Really? <laughs> because I talked about him right. so much. Mm-hmm. It was like inevitable that it was like, yeah. you got to meet this guy at some point. Right. And it was like, but yet, how are you going to meet a billion dollar athlete like that? Like, it was like almost people thought, like, it's probably inevitable, but there's no way he's going to meet him. And right. I posted it and people were like, no way. Right. How? I got to hear the story. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah. But wow. Mike Tyson. If I see Tyson in, in L.A., 
Mm. Oh, and I get a pick. Woo! Mm. Anyway. Wow. That was good. That was a good question. I like that. Very Actually, good. Um, I do want to say real quick, um, speaking of Bieber and music, uh, we got the Cincinnati version of Bieber, uh, Colin Cruzy here, uh, who performs at Mio's on Fridays. You had a, you had a, another performance uh, the other night at, so this, so you've had, make sure the mic can hear you here. Yeah. You've had how many performances at Mio's? Uh, th- this is three now. Three. Three performances. Do you have another one soon? Um, I'm talking, I'm meeting up with her, uh, tomorrow. So okay. Right. So scheduling some more yeah, gigs. We'll check it out. We'll plan it out see what works for us but yeah okay some more gigs and then um everybody keep in mind out there that we're going to be doing the podcast live um from mio's during the basketball season before every single home game so make sure you come out to that i'm gonna be putting out information on that here uh hopefully soon once we get the schedule and i work things out with mio's but that's going to be a really really cool gig and i'm going to be doing some giveaways there too with t-shirts and different things we have some former players pull up um, to make it even cooler. <clears throat> By the way, um, if anybody's interested in being a sponsor for the uh, podcast, uh, uh, feel free to uh, shoot me a, a message on social media. Um, we have several folks that uh, will be jumping aboard. And listen, if you want to be a, a sponsor, it could be big or small. Um, you don't have to do some big sponsorship with us. It could be, you know, um, at different levels. Uh, we have a couple more that will be coming in for Season 2. Season 2 is going to be popping, Cruzy, and I'm going to tell you why. We're Well, I'm going on vacation in L.A., and then when I get back, kind of settle in, and um, I'm going to get um, a former UC football player who's now playing in the NFL to come on the podcast I'm going to do an interview with him. That would kind of be like a um, a good little podcast to have before the you know football season starts for, for UC. They're starting with Miami, Oxford. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast kind of like a behind, the, behind UC athletics. I'm going to kind of dive into some different things because, you know, you see these players on the field and on the court, and people don't know what really goes into getting them on the field and court. So there are a lot of different things between – the medical staff, the training team, the athletic support team, and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to get some different folks and kind of give a behind-the-scenes of what it takes to, to make sure these athletes get on the field. Now, there are certain restraints I have in terms of who I can talk to over there because I run an AAU basketball program. And I have recruitable athletes. Mm. So technically, there's some folks that can't come on my podcast because of some NCAA rules, which is kind of whack to me. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. So we're going to navigate through that. Um, I've already had some conversations with UC about that podcast kind of behind UC Athletics. Uh, Kenya Martin will be number 100. And as you remember, and you too, I interviewed my dad mm. who worked for the athletic department. And did that. I'm gonna do one with my mom. Mm. Do a podcast with my mom. That's good. I got a really cool tie-in with that with with basketball. Um, really cool tie-in with my mom because she worked at the university mm. um, in fashion design. Mm. And so, so we're gonna talk about like the Bearcat uniforms and different good. things, um, which be cool. We got some great great podcasts. You know, one thing, and I want to invite you two to this as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this announcement, but um, UC basketball will be playing at Miami Oxford this year. Mm. First time in, gosh, I think back to when Mick Cronin was 
uh, first the coach or wow. I, I don't I don't know something like that maybe. Um, and so they're playing at Millet Hall, which is not a big, it's it's not a big uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend owns Brick Street. Which is the big bar club? Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. You see? Did you see Cruzy? <laughs> Folks, Cruzy has been pretty. Yeah. Cruzy's been chilling, and when I said he owns Brick Street, the bar, Cruzy went, "Oh, really? Oh, really?" <laughs> so, it's the place to go in Miami. Like that's where you turn up. Right. Um, when I found out UC's going to be playing at Miami, I called up the owner Brick Street and I said. I want to do a pregame party there. I said, we got to do something. He's like, feel free. He's mm. like, pregame, postgame, whatever you want to do. Wow. I said, I don't know what night the game's on, but we're going we're gonna to definitely pull up. So you guys are welcome to Very come good. and join. I'll have tickets and all that. Uh, I think that will be a good time. Very good. Um, now, listen, it's late. Um, it is. I know we were going to have Cruzy do a song, but um, you mind if we move it to another yeah, episode? That's, that's Cause, yeah, I know Steve's got to get up a couple hours, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I need to on the spot. I do, I do, too. Um, yeah, he does, too. We all do. Yeah, we all got to get up, uh, get up yeah. early. It's it's one seventeen a.m. Bearcat fans, um, you can send seventeen ninety five. No, because <laughs> we're up to one seventeen a.m. Um, uh. <laughs> making sure we get this out. But uh, but anyway, hey, listen. Um, uh, good podcast. Um. Very good. Very good. We, we There's some gems at the beginning, um, some really, really good stuff. So next episode, uh, Cruzy, we got to get you back performing. Uh, Stu's going to send you about 30 more songs that you're going to tell oh, him you can't do. Reject all of them. Reject all of them. Um, um, it might be the songs he's selecting. I don't know. I try to, you know, we'll, we'll talk. We'll okay. Know. We'll talk offline. Nah. Um, nah, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. And also the College of Arts and Sciences. I uh, really appreciate your support. Mios, thank you very much, and looking forward to uh, coming there and doing the live podcast. We have another sponsor that will be coming aboard very soon. We'll announce that shortly you can follow me on social media i'm on twitter and instagram at alex underscore meacham meacham spelled m-e-a-c-h-a-m i'm on facebook and linkedin just alex meacham i'm on snapchat at big meach 41 and cruzy i'm on tiktok TikTok. with some videos coming really well i'm gonna be in la and here's what i was thinking here okay. we go. By the way, my TikTok is at Alex Meacham 41. Here was my thought. I've not posted a TikTok. You missed the early part of the whole where where uh, T.D. Jakes was over here preaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, T.D. Jakes, he was moving stuff around. Yeah, yeah. T.D. was... Uh, he said T.D. Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> he was moving it. So... Oh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, he's... Okay, let me say let me say it like this. Stu's first post on TikTok yeah. was powerful. Mm. I can't come with some weak stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not coming out the box with a single, a double, a triple. Mm. Okay. No, I'm no, I'm not Pete Rose in it with the hits. <laughs> no Pete Rose. Mm. I'm coming out, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm. Home run. Okay. Sweet like swing. Right, mm. knocking it out of Riverfront Stadium, Synergy Field, whichever one he played. I can't remember Synergy Field, whichever one. Um, so you got a plan. When I'm in LA, one of my favorite things to do is I hike up in the mountains. 
I go to Runyon Canyon in the hills mm. in Hollywood. <clears throat> Did you just do that, Cruzy? No, I, I, <laughs> so a, I just want to tell everybody, a water, empty water <laughs> bottle just magically flew past me. How the hell did that just happen? Did you see that? Uh, yeah. There's a breeze yeah. coming through. There is a breeze, but, but where'd that come from? Uh, did you drink that? Yeah, it was right here. Oh, so you drank it and put it there. It was, it's been there for like five minutes, like the last time I touched it. Was okay. Because I thought it, I thought it just came from someone just uh, it floated. Was, it was just like sitting there. I thought okay. I ain't going to let this one put the car in that corner. That's about to be up out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's now 1.20 a.m. and we are seeing things. And So... Uh, okay, let me explain this real quick. So I love I love going in this uh, going hiking up uh, what's called Runyon Canyon. Okay, when you go up Runyon Canyon and it's it's a it's a great hike like it's really cool. When you get to the top of Runyon Canyon, <clears throat> there's this called, thing called the Tree of Life, and everyone writes little things on the, on the, these stones or wherever, and they leave notes by the Tree of Life. Like my friend, his father died not long ago. And when he went to hike, it, he lives in L.A., when he went to hike to the top of Runyon, he wrote a note to his father and he put it up there. And people leave them all over the place. Like, mm. Bieber goes up there all the time and, like, writes stuff on there. Like, he's, he's been on his Instagram. Like, he's up there. I've seen that. You've seen that? Mm -hmm. Tree of Life. My thought was, get a little clip of me climbing to the top of Tree of Life mm -hmm. and dropping some kind of, like, Stu Holt inspirational quote mm. and having the, the whole seeing the whole city behind me mm. but i'm gonna need Stu holt's help with one of his great great quotes I'll are you in you. for that i got you okay is that is that a good idea or not very good okay that's good okay yes. so be on the lookout for me at the top of runyon canyon mm. our first tiktok video in la in hollywood dropping like the hollywood signs like right next to me too Mm. Yeah. By the way, it's, it's, uh, the Hollywood sign is enormous. It is absolutely yeah. enormous, and it's off balance too, which is crazy. Yeah, like you think yeah. it like it's right. like one letter is like up here and one it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that'll be my first TikTok video. So that's all I got. Stu, did I miss anything? I don't. We're good we, to go. I think we are good to go. Cruzy. That's it. Yeah. All right. It. Next episode, gotta drop that. That song. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. Stu Holt production. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats. Bearcats. Good.